darling. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm doing very fine. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for neighbor. Oh wait, wrong show. Wait. Um, good afternoon. I bet this is this must be a delight for you there at noontime in the UK. It's only it's only it's only it's only three three thirty in the morning here in California. That's, but still that's, a be- that's impressive, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. It's still a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's gorgeous. Well, it's I can't really see outside, but it, I would, I'm imagining it's beautiful. I'm imagining it's very nice out. <laughs> it's certainly weird to be doing this show while it's daylight because I'm so used to seeing it just dark outside and you know having the glow of my lights on and you know. <laughs> we have never done this. This is the only time we've ever done this. We, we're actually. Yeah, how's it feel? It must be kind of cool, I imagine. I would imagine it's, it's weird. Kind of... I actually feel uh, semi-normal again, Andy, if that's ever possible. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no right. How about yeah, you? Well, with the uh, early hours in the morning. Well, it, it's. It, I, I was like, why am I up? And then I re- and I forgot. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll take, I'll, yeah, I, I slept for a little bit. I slept for like 45 minutes or an hour or something like that. Yeah. It was an hour? Yeah. yeah, about an hour, almost. Oh. And um, yeah, so so you know, I got a cup of coffee and I'm, uh, you know, ready to, to cruise the news and see what's going on in the world and and, and solve the the issues and problems um, of the world as we do on the show at three thirty yeah, in the morning. Absolutely. People capable <laughs> of doing such at three thirty in the morning. But, I know, um, right? <laughs> you, you know, uh, um, yeah, uh, you know the. Um, you know, how how was your week? Oh, you know something? I can actually say what, what, what? this because I remember last Wednesday. I thought it was Monday, and I. <laughs> those of you, you guys got to hear. If you go, if you're hearing this as a podcast, which I'm sure a lot of you are, you should tune in to last week, last Wednesday's show, because you'll hear me, which might not be this unusual, uh, be quite delusional. <laughs> I thought it was Monday. <laughs> That was funny, Andy, because even I didn't twig, and Cornell was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was going on and on. You know, the intro music played whatever our theme music was of the day, and, you know, it's like, hey, it's another week of the Andy and Amanda show. How was your weekend? Another week we're getting ready to go, and you guys are, you know, at each your own locations yeah. are probably going, what? <laughs> I'm like, Amanda, how was your weekend? Hey, Cornell. You know, and, and for those uh, of you who are just tuning in, Cornell is our show coordinator who, who usually joins us on the show, but he has other work-type obligations. I'm unable to make this time, so yeah, me, and I are, 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 me and I are going without our, without our boss, we're just the two of us here. Hey, we're alone, yeah. Amanda. You and I were alone. Wow. Wow. I, I get people talking. Hey, it should. I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> You know how long I've been waiting for this? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> About no. two minutes. Anyway, no. <laughs> Just two minutes. Okay, okay. Fair About enough. two minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, the second. The third. Oh, quiet, Dracula. This is uh, the first, the Monday. Stuff. The first show of the week, um... Monday and how anything exciting to report about what's going on in the UK? I know we've been hearing a lot about uh, the various quarantine uh, activities, efforts, and you know, uh, kind of taming this this virus down over there. What's what's give us an update? What's going on over there in your neck of the world? Okay, well I thought I'd focus on something um, a little bit more 
positive within the COVID situation. I mean, you know, because there's so much dramatic stuff as there is. But uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, there's been a lot of quarantining going on. As you know, we talked about the hotel situation that is uh, coming into effect. But um, Boris Johnson has said that today marks a crucial milestone in our ongoing race to vaccinate the most vulnerable against a deadly disease. This comes as nearly 9 million people have received their first dose of the vaccine and around 490,000 have received two shots. So the government have given the target date of the 15th of February for care home residents, carers, uh, people over 70 and frontline workers to be vaccinated. But um, something that grabbed my attention the most, and I absolutely adore this guy. I don't know if you guys across the pond have heard of our heroic captain, Sir Tom Moore, who is 100 years old and a former British Army captain who raised 39 million for our NHS just by walking laps of his garden with his walking frame. So, unfortunately, he has been diagnosed with COVID-19 and is in hospital. The good news is that he's not in intensive care. However, they cannot give him the vaccine due to the medication that he's been on for pneumonia. And that's, that's sucky. That really is. And I really do hope he gets to, to have that. Um, but Boris Johnson wished him a full recovery and said that Sir Tom inspired the whole nation with his charity work and his thoughts are with Sir Tom and his family. I personally love Tom's message to the nation that he gave um, during our first lockdown, which was addressing a British public who have seen life turned upside down by coronavirus. The sun will shine on you again and the clouds will go away. And now this guy has gained such a huge following here and won the hearts of so many people. Myself well, included. I mean, yeah, you see sure. his face, Andy. You see his face and he's just adorable. He really is. And um, beautiful um, for him, I think, and his family is a movie is set to be made about his life, uh, the pains of war, his relationship with his family and the time they spent together when he moved in with them when his wife had died. Um, it will touch on his motivation on how war inspired him to keep walking, even though he experienced and endured various issues such as a broken hip and skin cancer. Um, but two UK companies purchased the, the rights, uh, Powder Keg Pictures and Fred Films. And the movie will hopefully be shot this year. And so Tom's family are over the moon about the producers behind the, the movie, who are James Spring, Nick Moorcroft and Meg Leonard, as they have loved their previous work, such as uh, Fisherman's Friends and Finding Your Feet. Um, they're not two titles that I'm actually familiar with, so I don't know if anybody else has mm. heard of them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just to see this guy again in, in the headlines was absolutely adorable. I wish him such a speedy and full recovery. He deserves Quite it. He's done so much yeah. for this country yeah. and this nation. Um, so, yeah. Good old Tom, keep going, man. We got your back. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, that sounds wonderful, man. Wow, wow, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, terrific, but, uh, terrific. Yeah, I just I wanted to cover those two because I think they're just more of a positive, you know, situation. Well, we still got the battle we, going uh, on with Europe. You, know. you bet. We always like we talk about such, you know, you know, you know the things and the issues going on in the world today with this virus yeah. and the politics in the United States. And, yeah. You know, it's. Um, yeah. I mean, the, sorry, darling. No, no. Go ahead. I'm, continue. I'm just. Uh, you know, the, you, we, We've been talking about such. <laughs> no, I insist. No, but I insist. No, but I insist. I insist. No, I insist. <laughs> um, 
I'll tell you. Uh, Don't ask me. Ask China that question. Okay, China, you go uh, China, excuse me. China, yeah, yes. excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Can we have your attention, oh, please? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What were you going to say, sweetheart? But we've been, uh, you know, so much of the show has been covering the election and 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 the reaction to Trump and all the the right wing extremists here and the invasion of the Capitol building and the horrific numbers of the coronavirus and round and round and round yeah. we go and yeah. you know we do try to cover different news stories and we have you know but but yeah. um, it, it's just a dominating you know with all these deaths and people just. You know, hundreds of thousands of people, millions around the world, dying from this this incredible enemy of ours, this virus. Um, yeah. That every time yeah. we on the show, you know, we we've been talking about it a lot, and, and rightfully so, I guess. You know, it's what we do. Yeah. But, uh, but to hear some positive and just you know, you know, moving forward, empowering news is 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 very refreshing. I must say, it is. Yeah. I mean, there was, uh, unfortunately, there was something a little close to home regarding the, the whole COVID situation. In fact, two um, neighbours of ours, um, they had COVID recently, and they were saying how they really struggled with it. Um, they were short of breath and, and stuff like that, and that was the hardest part. Um, thankfully, both of them have recovered, but they said they wouldn't wish it on anybody. Bless them. Hmm. Um, I'm so grateful that they have recovered, but, you know... There are plenty out there who's not that fortunate, and like you said, Andy, this is such a serious situation, and um, it's not exactly slowing down. And well, it is, and it isn't at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, some of the numbers are dropping here, as I'm sure they are in the U.S. Maybe is that right? Mm-hmm. Are they dropping yes. Okay. Yes, they've dropped below 100,000 in hospital admissions for the first time uh, yeah. in, in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, you know, here's the interesting. Here's the interesting aspect of that. We're starting to get um, that vaccine, at least the first and second doses are starting to come out now. You know, I'm, I'm in line just a couple of weeks to get uh, my second dose of the Modelo. Not Modelo. I keep just the beer. I keep getting um, <laughs> that too. By the way, um, I'm get my second dose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, we do another one of these shows at 3.30 in the morning. I wonder if I could still have my, my, my vodka and Kona beer. I, I haven't done that yet, but that would be interesting. <laughs> why not? I mean, come on. Why not? Why not? But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in line to get uh, my second dose of the um, uh, Moderna. There it is, Moderna. Moderna, um, yeah. On February 11th, and I'm done. I, I guess it's behind me. I mean, I can still infect people as we talked how that works, you know, but the, uh, um, I'm done, you know. Um, and I wonder, because many folks now have also received already, especially healthcare workers, have received their second dose of the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine. I wonder if that is taking a hit. I believe that it's too early for that to take a hit in terms of watching to really see this thing trending downward in a big you know, overwhelming type of population, uh, uh, you know, anything significant. But what I think is yeah. that people are truly being careful. They're wearing masks. And, and what is interesting thing is, you know, Biden came into office, uh, you know, less than a month ago and is stressed, you know, wearing a mask the first 100 days. As a matter of fact, what into law today, this morning, is okay. uh, the regulation here in the United States that you must wear a mask when traveling on any form of transportation, bus, train, plane. Um, 
you will not be admitted on that on that ride without a mask, and that is a national policy that that's taken wow. today. And, and you know what, what is it? And, and there, you know, there's actually a national policy now that we've never had from almost a year now from the onset of this of this dreadful virus. Um, we've never had a national policy. All we've had was. It's been, it's you know, the stock market's doing okay, and and it's under control, and and we got this, and and um, yeah. I'm the greatest. Yeah. Um, well, you are. This is true, but you know. I, I am the greatest. I am. Yes, I know. of course. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, um, but um, no, but it's it's, uh, and I wonder. Let's let's watch the numbers. You know, as we move forward, and we'll go over those numbers. What the specifics are in terms of the deaths of the last couple of, uh, of days, and the hospital admissions, yes. and the new cases. But it's trending downward, and is, is it too early to say that it is a trend, or is it just, well, here's the numbers last couple of days, and hey, it's lower than a couple of days previously, but tomorrow they're expected to be high. I feel like a weatherman. Tomorrow the expected high is going to be. <laughs> 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 wow, you're doing so well. <laughs> Thank you. No one ever thought, Andy, you were a weatherman. <laughs> huh. Andy the weatherman. Cat Mandy. Cat Mandy. Yeah. Do you know, um, here, the um, President Biden today is going to meet with uh, Republican senators, actually 10 of them, um, because they have drawn up a counterproposal to the, what is it, um, $1.9 trillion COVID rescue plan that is right now it's the only thing we have proposed right now we'll see what happens in that meeting we'll see what happens we'll see what happens we don't know can you hear me darling i'm back yes 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 now i hear yeah, you technical glitch <laughs> a, a, a a a glitch okay it ha it's happened before it's you know it's okay it's one of those things we use the internet to put this show out and and i thought i was i was going on and on there saying are we are we <laughs> Um, hello? Hello? <laughs> hello? I'm sorry, I need to make you sweat like that. Yeah, you know, at 3.30 in the morning, it's probably good for me. Are you looking tonight? <laughs> oh, yes, you sing so well. Every tune you sing, I'm telling you, just keep going. I want to keep saying, keep going, keep singing. <laughs> I was saying, man, before we lost you, I thought we lost me, actually. I didn't know. I did start with, it went all quiet. Yeah, but I was very up in a way. It's probably why it went so quiet. Say, Andy, shut up. They're <laughs> <laughs> tired of hearing me. I'm tired of hearing me. Anyway, um, well, the, um, I'm putting yourself down. <laughs> um, I was just saying before you so rudely hung up on me that. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I was I saying. Uh, I know. Um, there was a $1.9 trillion COVID rescue plan that Biden had put in, uh, proposed, that he drew up actually before his swearing in that we've been talking about, and we've, we've talked about it, it's been in the news, and the particulars of which you can read up on, you don't need me to tell you, but we've gone over it in the show. Anyway, it's a very, very um, inclusive and broad-reaching um, rescue plan, and um, he's meeting with senators today in Washington uh, in um, they're trying to get a you know very rare this would be interesting bipartisan deal at the start of the new administration you know the new administration um, yeah it's 
less than a third of the size. His original legislation proposed direct payments to most Americans and extends unemployment benefits until September, um, as it seeks to uh, to really. Uh, you know, fill a, a huge hole in the economy caused by the coronavirus. Um, it also raises the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. That's the that's federal wage, meaning government workers, not 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 forcing private businesses to pay that per hour. And that would um, fulfill one of Biden's campaign promises. He wanted to see the minimum wage go up $15 an hour, pretty much if we if he can do it across. You know, across the country, um, and I think that would yeah. be hard. That's you know, if you're if you're, you know, I say I'm an entrepreneur and I got this business going, and I, you know, even a, I don't know, an art gallery, a, a sandwich shop, a pizzeria, a, 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 you know, I don't know, retail store of some sort. You know, not a chain, but my own uh, my own store. And uh, finally, up to yeah. the point where I can afford maybe getting somebody to work behind the counter, somebody taking new inventory when it comes in, somebody to help out with customers, and I can pay. You know, hey, listen, you know, ten bucks an hour, you know, nine seventy-five, eleven dollars an hour, and then the government comes in and says you have to pay your employees now fifteen dollars an hour. Remember, when you have an employee here in the United States, the employer actually pays fifteen percent more than that. And that extra fifteen percent is their contribution to their to their withholding employee withholding tax. Right. Okay. So if I if I, if I pay an employee a hundred dollars, my cost is a hundred and fifteen dollars. Right. Right. So okay. So so if um if I have this small business, and the government comes and says, well, you have to pay everybody fifteen dollars an hour, I'm saying, well, I can't I can't have a business then. I can't, I can't afford to do it. I don't work. Who's going to give me the yeah. cash to pay that money? Yeah, and, and, of course. And, and not only that, but I've got some kids here who just got a high school or, or on spring break or on whatever, or, or you know, just for whatever reason couldn't find a job, and I have one for them, and they're qualified, and now and now they can't get a job, and I can't pay them. I can't pay them. So, with, in, in the spirit of entrepreneurship, uh, I feel that the government shouldn't be coming in and telling a private business. You know, uh, you know, certain base level, yes, yes, of course, you know, or else, you know, of course, but but yeah. to go up, yeah. go up to you know, fifteen, eighteen, twenty, whatever it is, a dollar, and the government mandate that, then you know, say goodbye to small business and, and possibility. Ain't gonna yes, happen. of course. No. You know? But but from the from the federal standpoint, what what Biden's proposing is just federal jobs, federal minimum wage. If you work for the government federal government, not state government, federal government, then the federal government will pay you a minimum of $15 an hour day one. And I guess I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay wow. with that because the reason why, here's why I'm okay with that. If yeah. I have to pay a few dollars more in taxes to support that yeah. and it gives yeah. somebody a job and gives, gives a working mom, a single mom or a young mom or, a, you know, uh, or hey, uh, whoever, not a mom, I don't care, give somebody an opportunity to get a job and to make a decent wage. They don't have to get two or three jobs and, you know, to feed their kids and put clothes on their backs, put food on, you know, on the table and, and pay their utility bills. Then I'll pay, I'll pay a few more dollars in tax to support that. I, I'll pay it. I love I, that. I love, sorry, go on. I won't, I won't pay, uh, I won't pay the whole bill. I'll pay a few dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, I, I can understand that. I mean, I would feel the same way, and I think it's wonderful that, you know, you feel that way, and I don't think enough people would see it that way. Maybe I'm wrong 
if I am wrong and there's people listening to this conversation, please call in and let us know or email us at show at gmail.com. I got that right, didn't I? Yes. Email address? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Um, yes. Because, you know, I think that is such a, a wonderful, positive attitude to help the country move forward in this type of situation. And um, if only more people thought like that, you know, then a lot more people, I think, would be better off. And I understand that it can be difficult if you've got these high hopes uh, for money that you're earning and, you know, providing education for your children, paying for your home, no matter what it is. Um, I can understand the, the, the selfishness that we tend to have. And we've, mm-hmm. I'm sure we've all been guilty of it, you know. But um, to have that attitude, I say yes. I'm all for it, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm I agree with you, and uh, so I'm all for that. I'm all for that, and uh, and I'm hoping that the senators, um, evidently, they have an issue with that. Again, we're talking federal wages. We're not talking about a private business person. We're talking about the government paying employees 15 an hour. Um, um, the president, you know, uh, Joe Biden's now, I suppose, he's got to evaluate whether the new Republican offer is is uh, in good faith um, and, and truly opens discussion, opens a bid in an effort to find uh, some kind of common ground where we can begin to move forward in a bipartisan, uh, bipartisan fashion. Um, or is it a bluff, uh, you know, a big bluff calling uh, uh, exercise that would cause lasting damage to a new president's authority and political capital if he were to accept it? So it's be yeah. interesting. We'll yeah. see how this begins. You know, now that Biden's kind of okay, he's had this, um, you know, new hey, the uh, new administration. We're giving him okay, get your feet wet. You're diving into it. A lot of promises. A lot of, a lot of great feel, um, heartfelt feel in mending and moving the country forward and creating opportunity in, in many respects, uh, getting the economy back, sending kids back to school, um, and it's been wonderful to hear. Um, what he's had to say, and you really feel, you don't just hear what he has to say, you feel what he's saying, and he really feels this, and I think it's wonderful, uh, again, compared to what we've had over the last four years. Um, but um, he's now, you know, after serving 36 years in the Senate, uh, we've got to see if um, he can, you know, prove his capacity to make a, a what's been a divided Washington work. You know, mm. he knows he risks fracturing support from Capitol Hill Democrats if he significantly downsizes his own plan to win. Um, you know, it's giving in what they might interpret as giving in to, rep- uh, to support Republican uh, the Senate. But yeah. what happens? Yeah. You know, we I, don't I know. I feel for him. I really yeah. do, because that, that's quite a situation to walk into, right? I mean, having to clean up office after somebody has, you know, made a right mess of it, let's face it. And, um, correct a lot of wrongs and uh yeah i i the responsibility on my shoulders like that i would i'd be whoa okay this is a lot (laughs) i don't i personally don't think i would um be able to cope with that type of um responsibility because that is a huge responsibility to run a country and um hats off to him andy i look forward to seeing what what happens next and the progress he makes and i just hope that some sort of um unity that he really wants to happen takes place and they can see that he's he's not out to harm anybody and uh make some really positive changes like he's already started yeah 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 Yeah. so we'll see uh We'll see what happens, and um, you know we oh we we should talk about I guess our uh, 
our guest who is scheduled to come on the show and barring any you know sudden obligation or something we expect to have uh, uh, none other but uh, Mark Lester who many will remember as the little boy at the time who played Oliver in the uh, in the movie Oliver the Lionel Bart uh, film of 1968 um, yeah what a great movie Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, it just makes me smile so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, and um, um, yeah, I, I just the the music and and the the film and the, the tone of the film and it's just one of those just really those classic movies that you can dive into and watch time and time again. You know, time and time again. Yeah, um, it did make me cry quite a bit too. I got to be honest. Hmm. <laughs> You know, the, sad moments. The only movie that really made me cry, and I'm trying to think back, may have been like, um, let me think, Mary Poppins, I think. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm. That for me too. Mm. Mm. Just. Mm. Mm. <laughs> 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 Those Just a spoonful of sugar, help the medicine. Dick, 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 yeah, remember Dick Dick Van Dyke? Yes. Yes. Yes, of course. Oh, and he was also in. Do you remember? This made me cry too. Bye bye, birdie. Remember bye bye, birdie? Yes. Oh my God! You gotta be serious. Oh my God! Kids, did it, did it, do, do, do. Was Shelley Winters? Yes, yes. And Dick Van Dyke. Oh my God! Oh, and one last kiss. Oh, baby, like this. You can see why they never got me in any of these parts. Don't you do what I love. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you. Fabulous, darling. Fabulous. Don't surprise when you need them. Where they go? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We have to wake them up. Okay, where's my audience? I don't have an audience here today. It's me. I'm sitting here. That's disgraceful. You know, we gave them notice. There's nobody to clap. I'm sitting here by myself. Come on, let me wake these people up. Okay, Adam, hang on, hang on. <laughs> there you go, darling. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's, that sounds. I like the sound of that. That was oh, great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Couldn't yeah. leave you like that, then. You know. I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, oh, I, I appreciate it because other than that, it could have been a catastrophe. Um, yes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. darling. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. so anyway, uh, Mark yes. Lester should be uh, joining us, and uh, we got his uh, invite out. Um, so yes, we'll I, I just uh, not so long ago contacted him to make sure he received it, um, and he said he didn't receive the one from you, so I forwarded the one that I have, and hopefully okay. he should be able to connect. All right, I just I just sent him another one about a minute and a half ago, so let's see, maybe he'll get it now. Okay, or, no problem. Just, yeah, I'm he sure he'll let me know. Yeah. But, but talking yes, of Dick Van Dyke, sorry. Yes. I, go ahead. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I always remember the the British media commenting on. Uh, his Cockney accent that he did, you know, the London Cockney accent, which I can never replicate. All right, Gav? <laughs> That's the best Hello, I can Gav. do. Hello. All right, Gav? Hello, Gav. <laughs> Hello, Gav. 
<laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, I think he did a good job considering. I mean, I, I remember when I first heard it and I thought, yeah, when you're a kid, you don't really pay much attention. And then later in years when I listened back to it, I was like, actually, yeah, I can see what they mean. But, you know, even his, uh, I think his, his um, language coach... Uh, or, or what, what do you call them? Accent coach? I don't know. I don't know what the yeah, correct. Yeah, they are. They're, they're actually, here's what they call them. Here's what they call them. They call them dialect coaches. Dialect. Dialect coach. coach. That's it, Andy. Thank you very much. So yeah, even he was saying that he was a little shocked by his performance, which I feel so sorry for Dick Van Dyke, but I think uh. he carried it off very well, and you know, um, he enjoyed himself, and he takes it with a, you know, a pinch of salt, and in. He has humour about the situation, so yeah, <laughs> I just remember that. <laughs> That's right. Bless him. Yeah. Yes, he and he's still with us. Dick Van Dyke is still with us. Yeah. And uh, and he had went on to have a uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. He uh, what is what is an actor, song, and dance man, just really really fabulous, a lot of fun. And he yeah, went on yeah. to um, to have his own TV show called the Dick Van Dyke Show here in the United States that lasted quite a while and through the sixties. And uh, and uh, was, that was a funny show. It was good. It was a good TV show. Good TV. We had good TV back then. I don't really watch TV these days. I guess because there's no nothing that really attracts me. But I wonder if I'm in the demographic that they want to attract anyway. They probably would take one look at me and say, Nah. No, we don't want him to watch our no, show. No. <laughs> they, they, uh, <laughs> you know, but when they when they put together the shows, well, okay, listen, we've done the same thing here. We we know who our audience is. We have a particular demographic that we kind of target that would be more likely to tune in to listen to our nonsense. Uh, no, I mean, excuse me, our 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 talk and conversation in our news, and our importance and our significance within the community we serve, which we believe is very real. Yes. Of course, yeah. of course. But we do have, you know, we do uh, target marketing to certain demographic groups. And, and I, when they do, as every show does, you know, so, you know but um, but I wonder if um, if um, when they do TV shows and they design these pilots, uh, they must, you know, say, who, who are we going to attract to watch this show? And yeah. uh, you, get, you get to be old like me, and I think I'm out of the loop. Nah. <laughs> they, oh well, oh well. You know, no more Dick Van Dyke show for Andy. <laughs> bless you, Andy. Bless you. Um, I'm just, I'm just uh, speaking to Mark right now, trying to um, get him connected. Um, he's having some issues. He can hear us, but he can't seem to connect. Hey, Mark, um, so, if you can hear us, welcome to the show. Amanda's working on it there. You should be able to, to you know, I think we we did this technically right. I think we, we sent the emails. You should receive the link and, link and you should be able to join us. Yeah. Hey, Mark, yeah, good afternoon to you. I know you, you can't speak back, but we're, we're, I'm sending my greetings from, from Hollywood, California to you and uh, welcome you on board the show if we can get you connected here. Bless you, Andy. Yeah. Okay, I've just contacted him. So, um, if you're listening, Mark, I've just sent you an email, my darling, and uh, hopefully we can get you connected. Yeah, hit the, hit the link that Amanda hit sent. The hit the link. Um, you know, we tried to, <laughs> as I recall, we tried to contact Elvis last week, and he, he didn't respond either for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> I know. I thought that was so rude, Andy. You know, we were so nice and polite, and you know, 
just really eager to speak to him and just hear his stories, but no, he cuts off. Did I tell you, did I tell you, I think I sent you a message yesterday that um, I had suspicious minds in my head all day long yesterday. Oh, Andy, I apologize. Yes. Uh, Mark is calling okay. now, I think. I'll put him on loudspeaker, okay? Okay, great. Let me see if I can hear him. Hello, are you with us? Hello, is that Mark? Hi. Yeah, hi. Sorry, I just can't seem to... I'm on an iMac, and for some reason I've, I've down, downloaded the Chrome, but I can't... I, I can't figure it out. Oh, that's okay, sweetheart. No problem. I've, um, I'm putting you on loudspeaker so you can connect this way on the show. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah absolutely fine, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I think you'll be able to hear Andy. There might Hello. be a slight... I, I got it. I can hear you. Yeah, okay. It's coming through my speakers, but... Yeah. Obviously, you can't hear me through the computer, but you can hear me through the phone, so... Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so there might be a slight delay where you hear Andy. Um, yeah, sure. So, just to, to keep you informed. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm, I'm fine, thank you. Oh, that's How are great. You? We're, we're great. Um, Andy's hanging in there. It's uh, uh, 4am for you now, right, Andy? It is oh, my <laughs> but Mark, I gotta tell you, can, can, Mark, can you hear That's me okay? Can you, can you hear That's me okay? It is. Um, you, I think you, he can. Yeah, he can hear us chatting on the show, but I think there's quite a delay, um, Andy. I, I gotta, I got I tell Mark when I I was uh, had the opportunity to be a, a stay-at-home yeah, dad. Five-second five delay. Okay, oh sweetheart, thank you. There's there's a five-second delay, Andy. So. Okay. I had the opportunity, Mark, to be a stay-at-home dad, and um, I introduced my daughter at the time, who was about two years old, to the movie Oliver, and after her first seeing the movie, she watched it all day, every day, memorized every line, and we walked around the apartment, and she was playing you, and I was... Mr. Bumble and all the other parts and Fagan, and if I missed a line, that was the end of it. And at the time, her being two years old, she didn't know that all the kids in the orphanage and Fagan's gang were probably dads themselves at that time. And I got on the internet and I said, let's do some research to see if we can figure out where a lot of these people are. We found you, Mark, and I sent you an email. And you wrote back to us, and it, it, I was more excited than my daughter Justine. And uh, you sent us a note that said how how great it was to be remembered so fondly, something that happened a long time ago. And I treasured that email, Mark. <laughs> oh, Andy. Well, that's a really that's a really sweet story. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you got excited about this, um, Mark. Going back, we was, I, I explained to you in email that um, we were doing a show and we were talking about Christmas movies and we were talking about um, Oliver because it comes up as, as a classic and they quite often used to show it around Christmas time. Yep. And um, yeah, we were we your name came up. And we were like, oh, Mark Lester, such a legend. I was like, you're never going to believe this. He's got a clinic in Cheltenham because, of course, that's my hometown. And um, so yeah, we were just like, we've got to get get hold of Mark and see if he'll come on the show. So we're absolutely um, thrilled that you're here to join us, and it's been beautiful connecting with you, Mark. Oh, fantastic! Well, my pleasure. Oh, bless you, um, Andy. Do you have any questions for Mark? Yeah. Um, so, 
so Mark, I want to, I wanted to, I, I feel some questions that we had some emails. Um, the, the movie Oliver, now you've, you've been on many, many shows, I know, and I've talked about this at length so many times in your career, and you probably push a play button and, and have it all be regurgitated on autopilot, and I, I realize that. But, but given that, the, the production of that movie was just incredible. Was most of it all done on sound stages? The entire movie was shot in Shepton Studios, except for one scene where Oliver is walking towards London. That's the only time we actually stepped out stepped outside of the studio. Oh wow, that's impressive. Yeah, mm. I mean, a huge set. We had the whole of Shepton Studios. Wow, that's incredible, because that is something that often blows my mind. When I think about movies, you know, how it looks so realistic to be outside, and then you find out, well, actually, it was all done in a studio, and I'm like, okay, mind's blown. <laughs> yeah, I, I get people coming up to me and saying, oh, I remember when you did Who Will Buy, and you filmed in Bath Crescent. I yeah. Said, no, we didn't film in Bath Crescent. Oh, wow. It looks like it's actually supposed to be Bloomsbury Square. Okay. But that was on the back lot of Shepperton Studios. It was complete, completely, um, I mean, the whole facade was, you could see the front and at the back it was all propped up by, 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 by wood. Wow, that is incredible. Did you hear that, Andy? Yes, yes, pretty, pretty, it really is. But when, during the music scenes, when, when they were singing, was, was there actual music playing? Were, were the actors actually singing or they, they put that in afterward, the audio? The... That's amazing. But, um, Mark, a question for you, darling. Um, yeah. So was it was it something that you you really wanted to do as a child to to get into acting, or, or was it um, more something uh, that was brought forward by your parents as they were both um, actors themselves? Yeah, I was put into a stage school when I was five years old. Yeah. So I didn't really know anything different, and that was my first school. It was a school called Corona. Right. Academy. Um, That's unfortunate. Doesn't exist, doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, so I kind of really didn't have much of a choice, but I enjoyed it. I used to get lots of work. Used to do lots of TV commercials, lots yeah. of um, catalogue um, shoots. So wow. I was out a lot. Yeah. And then of course I got the role of Oliver, which was was fantastic because that yeah. took over a year to make. Wow. Okay. A year. 
Uh, that blows my mind as well how long um, movies and even TV show episodes or whatever they take so long to make and the amount of takes that you have to do because um, Andy has um, been in acting uh, yourself haven't you Andy? Yeah for about uh, I, I moved out to, uh, to California to LA uh, about six years ago and met an agent I'm a guitar player that's, that's my main gig is I'm a touring blues player and I met an agent who uh, spent some time with me and then asked me if I ever thought about doing commercials or TV shows. And I got, you know, I play guitar. And lo and behold, uh, to this day, I've done about uh, 22 different productions. Just small roles, nothing, nothing major. I've, I've had a lead role on a TV pilot, which is still under production. But but, it, but it's been fun. And, uh, and again, my, my, my gig is uh, doing a show and also uh, I'm a guitar player. I, 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 in a non-COVID environment, I'd be out playing uh, shows, doing folk festivals, booth festivals. But the acting, uh, uh, well, what, a, what a learning experience, as you said, how all the sets, all the production, all the, the technical details that you really don't think too much about when you're sitting here, you know, watching a movie or TV, what goes on behind the scenes is pretty incredible. And you, as um, from Oliver, yeah. you have done, you've done quite a bit of um, uh, uh, a television series and other films, and you were, you were quite, in, quite busy um, as a young actor. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I was. I think I was working more than I was at school. No, <laughs> which is great. It's not a me. Yeah, so I had to still have my lessons on while I was on set. By by law, you have to do that. But um, wow, I've been yeah, and, I, and uh, as uh, Andy was saying, I, I've been over to. Um, LA quite a few times. In fact, a very good friend of mine is over there at the moment in Carmel, which is a bit further up the coast. Wow, yes. okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping next also, time you my, um, my other half, she's, she's an American, and uh, we're, we're desperate to get back. She's from Dallas, Texas, and she wants to get, get back and see her mum. We normally go back to Thanksgiving, but um, we couldn't because of the COVID thing at the moment. Yeah, of we're course. Waiting, hopefully, for when, when things come back to some sort of normality. Oh, bless. That is such a difficult situation to be in with everything that's going on right now. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, it's, it's terrible for everybody. So, yeah. you know, we just have to sit back. I've just had about my first dose of the vaccine. So. Oh, wow. How are you finding it? It was absolutely fine. Yeah? I okay. I went down to Bristol, sat in for about 10 minutes after I had the vaccine yeah. to make sure I wasn't going to start foaming at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good, bless you. Yeah, Andy um, recently had his uh, first shot, and he's due his uh, second one on the 11th. Is that right, Andy? Is that what you said? Yes, the 11th, 11th. of February. Yeah. Yeah. Which okay. which, uh, which vaccine did you get, Mark? Which one? Well, I got the um, Oxford AstraZeneca one. Okay. Okay. Did you hear that, Andy? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, Andy ended up um, with the Moderna one, is that right? Yes. Yep. That's what you said yep. earlier. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, hopefully, once we've been, you know, clear, I think it takes about three weeks after the after the second case, and then, you know, we should, there's no reason why we shouldn't be allowed to travel. That would be amazing. I think so many people are desperately trying to get to various places for, even if it's just a holiday break, on even for business, because a lot of people have been restricted for that as well. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, 
it's uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it is. It really see, is. We, we like travelling. We, we probably travel at least I know, 10 times a year, backwards and forwards to the States, all over Europe, and we just can't. We haven't been able to do anything. Oh, I know, right? It feels like um, a caged animal, because when you've been so used to that freedom, yeah. Fortunately, I've been able to so there's no restrictions on my working. Oh, that's otherwise, beautiful. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. So otherwise I would have been going um, spare. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Andy, you sounded like you wanted to say something, sweetheart. Yeah, I was going to ask about how the how this has impacted your, your medical practice. Yeah, well, of course, it has impacted it because it's um, made a lot of people very frightened to actually go outside and so my numbers have reduced greatly but I'm still working it's ticking over um, the people who are allowed to come and visit me but um, it's, it's, it's very very slow at the moment and people are very cautious which is understandable yeah of course yeah um, I noticed I'm um, checking into your background that you took karate and got a black belt that is yep. awesome. And you said you gained interest in sports injuries and from there, osteo osteopathy? I actually pronounced yeah, that word. Osteopathy. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. No, That's good. Yeah. I just, um, was there something specific that, that triggered that, that said, you know what, I'm going to look into this? Yeah, when I was doing karate, there was a lot of minor injuries, sort of broken toes and ribs. Yeah. And just things that no one really seemed to know what to do about and in some of the tournaments there was there's some john's ambulance people there but they just sort of take you to one side and give you a cup of tea yeah so i thought well it would be quite a good idea to actually investigate um a profession which dealt with sports injury and that's what led me to become an osteopath wow that's pretty cool that's pretty cool because, you know, some people, they, they experience something, um, whether it's a profound shift in them, something they've seriously been injured from, or, you know, but I, I always find it fascinating um, to ask that type of question. I'm always intrigued to see what people's answers are as to what led them in a different direction and uh, followed that path. Yeah, sure. A lot of people, when I was doing my training, had actually been treated by an osteopath themselves. Yeah. And that's what made them choose that profession. But in fact, I'd never had <coughs> had treatment at all prior wow. to my um, choosing that path. Wow, okay. Actually, funny enough, I spoke to a friend about this um, show yesterday. Um, his name's Robin, and he came to see you. I think it was in 1997 and he said that you did an amazing job on him because he had a, a lower back injury and that you also helped his hay fever issues which to this day he hasn't had a problem since oh well, well that's really nice to hear yeah because, um, it's one of those it's a lack with the, with the acupuncture because i'm also an acupuncturist yes and um there's so many people that do suffer badly with hay fever yeah oh my goodness which um you know, acupuncture is often overlooked as a, as a treatment modality, and it can be extremely effective. I have people that just come in once a year, they have one treatment, and then they go off and it keeps them okay for the rest of the year. Wow, that is absolutely uh, amazing. You're talking to yeah, a horrible, it's, it's, I have such... You know, sort of under the radar for some reason, it should be more mainstream. You know, I agree with you on that, and I don't think it, it's made... Um, it's, it's, it's not brought 
into the public eye enough. Like, um, you got the whole mental health issues now with mindfulness, and I think yeah. things like that should be included because well, of acupuncture is extremely yeah. um, a relaxing. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had it yourself. No, I haven't, but always wanted to try it. Yeah, I mean, there are. I mean, it's a stress and um, relaxation. It's extremely effective by certain points, yeah. and it puts you into a really meditative type state yeah um, but it's it, again it's, it's just not used as much as it really should be yeah yeah I agree with that, um, Mark. Andy, over uh, to you. Yeah, I have, uh, I've had uh, such incredibly horrible hay fever my whole life. I used to get, my father was a chief of medicine at a big hospital in Philadelphia. and used to give me two shots every five days, which really did nothing. But I had such hay fever that during hay fever season, if I, if I was, you know, as a kid or as a teenager, if I was out on a date and the, and the woman was wearing perfume, I couldn't go near her. I'd start sneezing because I'd be so sensitive all the time and uh, my eyes would look like golf balls all the time in schools they send me to nurses office it's been horrible and, and wow. here that, that uh, what you provide in the services of acupuncture can actually alleviate some of that is music to my ears yeah well you should really look into that I agree. Yeah. I agree. Andy, get on it. You've got to do it, Mark. Yeah. You've got to do it. <laughs> uh, Mark, where, where is your, where is your uh, medical practice? Uh, where, where, where are you located there so our listeners can... Uh... Oh, in, in California? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think down San Diego way, there's a there's an international um, school, but there are a lot of acupuncturists in Los Angeles. Wonderful. Did you hear that, Andy? Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where's your Where's your clinic located, Mark? Where's your office? Okay, my office is based in Cheltenham. I'm quite central in a place called the Park, which is um, near where the university campus is. But um, there's a a row of Georgian houses, and I have uh, an apartment there, um, and I have a, uh, a garden office, if you like, which I've converted into a clinic. It's very beautiful, Mark. Um, I've gone past it so many times, and I love that area completely. It's just stunning, absolutely stunning energy. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very thankful that I managed to find this uh, property here. Oh. I used to live on the other side of Cheltenham, which was which was lovely, but this is so quiet, so yeah. peaceful. It I is have a gorgeous. Huge garden, which is great, and I yeah. built a Swedish-style log cabin in the garden, which enables me to practice. Mark, you've made me so jealous. <laughs> I do, my darling, I do. Um, and I'm the other side of town. Um, I try not to give my location away on, on the show. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I love Cheltenham. It, it's such a beautiful so Cheltenham, place. Cheltenham yeah. is, is a jewel. It really is. It's uh, We're very lucky. And we got surrounded by the Cotswolds, of course, where yes. everyone wants to come. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know about the Cotswolds, Andy. It's... No, um, Done in just rolls and rolls of countryside and beautiful cottages and you know listed buildings and it's just there's so much history. It's stunning. Prince Charles and Princess Anne both live in the Cotswolds. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And a lot of celebrities tend to want to come and live here and um, 
absolutely incredible. Um, we're very blessed to have people want to come and be in this, this beautiful part of the world. Yeah, we have the lovely David Beckham up the road as well. Oh, David Beckham! I'd forgot about that. Yeah, I saw it. I bumped into him, actually, in Galesford uh, Farm Shop. Uh, wow. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. He's a really nice guy, actually. Yeah? Yeah, because yeah. he, he sings it on, on, on TV when you see him on the very show. Lovely. We had yeah. a little chat. Oh. He didn't know me from Adam, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's very recognisable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you can't miss David Beckham. Oh, my goodness. He's such a legend. Wow. But, um, yeah. Is there anything you anything else you'd like to ask, Andy? Yeah, so, so uh, Mark, you, 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 you have kids. Are you in or you in land or whereabouts? In LA, I am uh, in in Pasadena, right near Pasadena. I'm I'm about uh, six miles from center from downtown LA. So, so the, I know Pasadena. There's a bridge, and then there's a there's a there's some sort of flower festival that goes on every year. And I've got a, a friend who's a doctor actually who lives in Pasadena, and I've been to the house there. It's lovely, lovely area. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful here. I am five miles from the mountains, from incredible hiking, from just great hiking, uh, and 17 miles from the beach. So we've got the best of both, and, and it's just far enough out of L.A., just that we're kind of away from a lot of the, you know, the crowds and people. We have our own little community here, but I can jump on any freeway to get anywhere, to Malibu or to the beaches or up to the mountains, where, wherever. Um, it's just been wonderful. I'm from Philadelphia originally um, and came out here about six years ago. Actually, I came out for two years and then I moved back. Um, and then came out again and then decided that we had a big snowstorm and I was shoveling the driveway and I said, uh, I yelled to my wife, tell the house, we're going back to California. We came back out. Um, well, that's but she, she, my, my wife is a, uh, is both a physical therapist and an occupational therapist and teaches physical therapy at a university here. Wow. That's incredible. Well, that's fantastic. Um, my, as I say, my, my girlfriend's uh, American, and we're a good friend of mine. He's got a, he just put an offer in on a house in Carmel. So we we might look in the future to. I like Monterey, and, and that, uh, around that area. So we might look for a little summer house there. Oh wow, that'd be beautiful if you do. Um, of course, the UK will miss you, Mark. <laughs> I wouldn't never leave. I'll try not to cry. I'll try not to cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can see why. Yes, Mark, Andy. If you, if you get to come out to California, I'm, I'm hoping you uh, won't be a stranger. And as they, as they said in the movie, the drinks are on the house. <laughs> I love it, Andy. You know what? I will take you up on that as soon as I can get on that plane and. Um, you know, COVID-free, hopefully. Wow. Uh, you'll be going, the first <laughs> stop will be, will be Fort Worth, Dallas-Fort Worth, and then wow. see my, uh, my other half's uh, family, and then yeah. uh, I'll probably flick across down to uh, Vegas, which we love, and then oh, wonderful. hopefully over to, to L.A. 
Wow. Yeah, we, we, we will we will pick you up at LAX. Um, yeah, Vegas is about a four-hour drive from us. It's uh, it's just great being here. You know, everything's close by. I go down to San Diego, or you can, you know, five hours up to San Francisco by driving, and uh, it's just a uh, beautiful existence here. And uh, and a great, you know, we'd love to get you because uh, the connection's been kind of crazy. We realize that. But uh, we'd love to invite you back on. Maybe we'll do. We'll figure out what the technical issues are, and we'll work on that. You know, behind the scenes, and then uh, bring you back on here in the future sometime, and where we can have a more, which we say, time-sensitive conversation. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. It would be great to do. Do you ever, hey, uh, Mark, you're, you, you being a dad, if you. Have, have you to make it work properly. Oh, bless you, darling. It's okay, I had issues when I first started uh, this gig. I think it's the iMac, because I, it, it asked me to download Chrome, which I did, but yeah. still, for some reason, didn't want to connect through Chrome. I don't know, because I was on Safari, but... Uh, okay, okay. Which is the default operating system of the Mac, but yeah. uh, I did download Google. Uh, sorry, um, Chrome. Yeah. But, um, it didn't seem to want to do anything with it. I tend to have issues with Chrome sometimes when I'm trying to connect to the show, and the boys, bless them, they bear with me as much as possible. They're so good. They're so good to me. <laughs> I get these, these uh, time out um, issues on the on the show, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> well, that's the trouble when you're relying on the internet. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. But we try and make it work, don't we, Anne? Yeah, we do. I want to try something. Maybe we'll do it. You know, we have a way of doing a show where it's not, uh, excuse me, our listeners, but we have a way of doing a show where we can pre-record it. It's a live show, but the public can't hear it, so we, we can load it later as a pre-recorded show. Um, and I have the ability here to phone you, and I think it uses Skype. What I might want to do, like down the road, work out with Amanda, and just just try a little like five or ten minute trial and see if it, if I can call you from from my board here. Because I think it uses Skype, in which case I can actually connect with you directly and bring you into the show that way. But we'll work on that. Down down, we'll get you back on, and we'll, we'll try something. We'll try it down the road again. That's awesome. And is there anything else that you would love to share with us about? Uh, what, what, whatever you like, my darling. There's well, a perfect I'd opportunity. Like um, it's been really nice to be on your show, and a, a big hello to all the listeners, um, both here in the UK and, and, and there in, in the States. Oh, thank I'm you. Half, half English, half American, so... Wow. Um, <laughs> That's where it's like, great. <laughs> yeah, I love both countries. Wow. And, uh, yeah, just a, just a big hi to everybody, and uh, just uh, keep well, and hopefully we'll all get through this strange times that we're living in. Absolutely. And guys, listening, yeah, one, one more question here. Just, just going down my, my questions here that, I, that I've been handed, and uh, that is um, when you, you're a dad, you've got kids yourself, what were your own kids' reaction when they saw you in the movie Oliver? Good question, Andy. Well, it's funny you should say that. My youngest daughter, uh, Olivia, um, she turned to me and she said, Dad, I didn't realise you had such a hard life. You were born in Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Kids are like that, though, aren't they? They, they, they see things, they take them for what they are. I believe that was my, my early life. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Did you tell many people that story? Does it embarrass her? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, 
listeners listening today um, so I'm sure they'll be eager to hear that and uh, we'll put the promotion out there at the right time for you um, but yeah thank you so so much for connecting with us Mark it's been an absolute pleasure to have you darling um, we're, you we're truly grateful and I wish you all the best um, with the, the clinic and um, seeing your, your partner and uh, getting to travel again right <laughs> yes Bless you, darling. Okay, well, thank you, and you take care, and we look forward to being in touch with you again. Okay, thanks much. No problem. Bye, darling. Bye. Bye. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Lester. Mark Lester, the Carlton Clinic, uh, a a osteopathic acupuncture practice um, in the UK, and in Amanda's neck of the the world, actually very close by Amanda, and also, of course, um, the star in the movie uh, Oliver, and, and many, many other, you know, he's also, and we'll, maybe next time he's back on the show, we'll talk about uh, 
other movies like uh, Fahrenheit 451, which is another classic film that he had an appearance in as well, and 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 oh, many really? others. We'll touch upon. But as as he was saying, and what he does now, and I, and I didn't ask him, maybe we'll touch this a little bit next time around too. Is is he ever, you know, interested in doing any, you know, any acting parts at all these days, or, or in the past years, or would like to get do something even as a side thing. Um, but anyway, the, what what uh, he what I'd love to get him uh, back on, and we will, is to talk about um, ailments and physical pain and and remedies provided by acupuncture and other services that he provides there at the Carbon Clinic, and what uh, suggestions and remedies he might have. Just because remember, we're we're in 15 countries around the world, we're and growing. And the population of followers, yeah, and the population of followers that we have in those countries is elevating. You know, we're starting to to gain more more listeners in those countries. You know, yeah. before because uh, we we what happens? I've got a map of the world here, and uh, on the computer, and I'm tied into what our show is doing and where we're at. And when a new country comes on board, even just a couple of listeners, it lights up. But I don't know if that means. Oh, you listen. We have a. We have. We could have one person in in, in some little island, uh, you know, outside of Japan, and boom, all of Japan lights up. Uh, whoa, <laughs> whoa! And meantime, well, it's one person know, right? sitting in their in their hut in the in the you know whatever, <laughs> looking for something to do on the internet, and they come across our show and they say, oh, this is interesting. Oh, oh, you know. Fishing on the radio, yeah. But yeah, but those numbers are those numbers are starting to uh, to to creep up, or in all the countries around the world, or most of them, not all of them, but most of them, they're starting to, to creep up, and uh, which is great. Of course, you know, the bulk of our audience being here in the United States and being in the UK, and we want to, uh, um, and we hope everybody's had a wonderful lunchtime hour there, um, uh, listening to, uh, to Amanda and myself and our special guest, Mark Lester, and uh, I was very sincere when I talked to, you know, told him what, what an honor and uh, just amazing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, we were so excited, though, weren't we? Let's face it. When you know, when we, oh, we yeah. were talking about the whole situation, we were like, "Wow, yeah, it'd be amazing to get him on and, you know, just chat with him about the the movie and um, his work." And oh, wow, truly a blessing, truly a blessing. So thank you again, Mark. And um, yeah. you're you're an angel. You're awesome. And I do recommend people check out his clinic. Anyone locally or anyone in the surrounding areas that are willing to travel. Um, he does some great work, and my a friend of mine can vouch for that. So yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I look forward to that. I mean, it's 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 great, and of course, because you know, so many people around the world, and that movie was was read later. You know, uh, they. Um, put it out in, in various languages for at least several of them anyway and um, you know so people around the world know the movie you know a large part of the population know who, who Mark Lester is and there might be some of them yeah. Oliver and he might not be able to say oh, who played that part but they, they certainly know the movie and, and many know who he is but uh, yeah I'd, I'd be inclined also just to uh, as, as we spoke to uh, get more in touch with what he's doing now and and you know talk about uh, you know various remedies his practice acupuncture um i've heard of acupuncture of course and and um I've, i don't know much you know does it hurt you know i don't know <laughs> i'd like to learn and i'm sure listeners would too so we'll bring him we're gonna we're gonna do that again as we discussed on the uh, you know previously we're gonna bring mark back on the show and talk about more about uh, you know what he's doing now and and what he's providing and, and talk about some of his successes and um I've often wondered if it hurts, you know, because you've seen, like, 
clips on um, on, on on a movie or a documentary mm -hmm. or whatever it may be on the internet, and it, you can look at it and you think, "Huh, could I do that?" <laughs> but I've heard so many great things. You know, it would be cool, and I don't know if we can do this. We have to talk to, to Mark about it as, as well. Is to have you because you're close by, right? You you can you can drive to his office, right? You're you're nearby where yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. It would be kind of cool if we were able to post COVID to bring in um, our Andy and Amanda show camera crew <laughs> and, and have you and have you do a a uh, on camera, you know, for the show. Uh, do a minor, you know some what he might call a, a basic whatever acupuncture procedure with and have you you know as Amanda from the Andy and Amanda show actually talk about that and what it is and and what you felt and, and so forth and and we could put yeah. that up on our YouTube if you'd be that, so inclined. That, that would be interesting. <laughs> that would I'll come over and hold your hand. I'll come <laughs> over. And, you know. What, 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 it, yeah, and what, again, what many people, because we always have first-time listeners, um, Amanda and I have never met. This is the Andy and Amanda show, by the way. And uh, if you did, in case you're listening, who are these people? This is the Andy and Amanda show. Amanda is in the UK. I am in uh, in the Los Angeles area of California. And uh, we have never met. We were put together by actually the coordinator of the show, Cornell Butler, who was unable to join us on this show, uh, this episode. Um, and and actually, uh, we've never met Cornell. Have you ever met Cornell? You've never met Cornell, right? No, we, we've been friends for, I think, about 17 years. And wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's such an amazing guy. And um, we kept in touch for, for so long and, you know, uh, helped him out with uh, a few things to do with the business he was in at the time. And um, we just became really good friends. And then, yeah. Boom, here we are all together. Absolutely stunning. It, it really is. It's been such a fun ride. We've, we've had such a fun time, and uh, we've appreciated the fan mail and the comments. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're out to try to make a difference. That's why we're doing the show, to make a difference, to make some sort of impact. Um, you know, we, we, we can volunteer for organizations and stuff, envelopes, and make phone calls, but we, we wanted to, to go ahead and try to, you know, get the word out and voice opinions and feelings and thoughts and ideas and commentary on what's going on in our world and our environment Absolutely. and, and yeah. open up to discussion with uh, with with you all, with our listeners, and, and have you call in and have you email us at uh, Show at gmail.com or call us at 515-605-9888 here in the United States. You dial one first. Um, we have got to try, Amanda. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll excuse us, folks, for talking some of the technicalities here on the show, but you know, I'm sure you don't mind uh, to, to hear us talk about what goes on behind the scenes. But we, what I want to try to do, Amanda, is, yes. is call you. I'll call you. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe we can do it now. You're going to call me now. I'm going to try to call you now. Can I call you on the? Can I call? Can I call you? If you put, give us a second, folks. You can you can go get a, another vodka or something right now while we do this and come back. <laughs> can I call you on your on the? You're in the four four. You're four four. I'm not going to give your number out. Can I call you on the four four country code number? Yes, you can. Yeah. So I want to try it. Give me a second, folks. Okay. Let me plug this in there. Four four. Oh, yeah, no Hmm. 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 Hmm.
Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, but same thing if I, on, on girls that I wanted to, to have more closer relationships, should I say, mm-hmm. with, you know, we talking and stuff, they say, you, you're more like my sister. <laughs> you're like my sister I always got that you're like my sister I'm like man I've heard girls say that to guys you know because I'm, I'm just like this sensitive new age guy bum, 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 sensitive new age guy there's this Christine <laughs> Lavin song by that title sensitive new age you should look it up Amanda Christine Lavin sensitive new age guy oh it's so funny you gotta check it out the YouTube or whatever and, you know sensitive new age guy by Christine Lavin you gotta hear it I would play on the show but maybe I will but just remember that look it up and, and let me know what you think of the tune um, I wanna uh, we had a, a loss um, here well every everybody who passes away and dies is obviously a loss but we've had a uh, a guy by the name of Andy or Andrew Brooks who had led the development of the very first FDA approved COVID-19 saliva test uh, died recently at the age of young age of 51 years old he was a research professor at Rutgers University and this guy led the development of the first FDA approved COVID-19 saliva test and he died um, suddenly on January 23rd um, Oh. It was. Uh, uh, they thought it was a, um, a heart attack, and it was an amazing scientist, a dad, a family man, 51 years old. Um, he yeah. was the chief operating officer and director of technology development at the uh, Rutgers RUCDR uh, Infinite Biogenics, which is a lab that developed the first saliva test for COVID-19. The test was approved okay. in April, uh, you know, just shortly after we COVID started spreading around the world, and authorized for uh, for uh, use at uh, home a month later. Mm-hmm. I don't know if many yeah. people know that you can get a home test now for COVID. Uh, you can. You can get a home test of COVID. You can you get tested in your own house. Yeah, um, yes. there's a YouTuber I saw do that very thing, and uh, he had to do two tests because he, he tested positive on the one, and then after so many days, he tested again. And unfortunately, he he still had it. But yeah, he's he's recovered nicely, bless him. But sorry, as you as as you were, darling, as you were. What what sitting or standing? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, I like to. I think sitting. It's been a while for standing. You know what I mean. You get to be older, and you're like, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wrong. 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 Here I use my mind going. You know, no, I'm. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, but um, I forget what I was going to say. Do you remember what I was going to say? This happens to me all the time. No, I got sidetracked by the sitting or standing thing. I let's let's go over the uh, the COVID numbers uh, as we do every show. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I don't have maybe because the hour today's numbers are not well. Of course, the data started um, you know five hours ago here, and I don't have any new numbers. But let, yesterday, talk about yesterday. Um, yeah. Ye- yesterday, uh, I'll go USA and and we're number one in the world, and uh, UK is number five. They moved up from number seven. Um, but total cases is twenty six million seven sixty seven twenty two twenty nine. That's how many coronavirus cases there have been confirmed in the United States. In the UK, it's uh, 3,817,176. The total deaths in our country here in the United States, 
We've lost 452,279 people that were living one year ago that are dead now because of the coronavirus mm -hmm. in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And the UK, 106,158. Uh, in the last uh, uh, two days ago, you know, since since uh, Saturday to Sunday, that 24-hour period, we lost 1,886 people, um, which is showing that I hate to say positive trend when you're talking about almost 2,000 people dying. You know, lost their lives, moms, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, sons, daughters, um, and say that's positive trend. But compared to the numbers that we've been seeing, uh, it's, it's reduced significantly, um, 1,800. Yeah. And in the U.K., um, the 24-hour period from Saturday to Sunday, 587 people died. Um, now, now, it's Friday to Saturday. Listen to this in the U.K. The 24-hour period from Friday to Saturday in the U.K., 1,200 died. So Yesterday, 587 people. So almost it's in half. It's half. Yeah, yeah. And I just wonder, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make any kind of crazy, ludicrous saying or expression that, oh, well, Joe Biden's in there and he's getting better. That, that obviously would not be appropriate or correct. It's, it'll be interesting to see what the trends are with his 100-day um, wearing a mask of the vaccine, of the, you know, two doses. Now people are getting their, their second dose now. You know, I'm getting my second. Man, did you get your first, first dose yet? I have not, my darling. I had a text message through from my doctor's surgery to say that they would notify me when one would be available. Let us, uh, let us know. And also, uh, if you can, I was going to do this when I got, uh, even with a cell phone, maybe I'll do it for my second one, but uh, see if you can get somebody when you get your first uh, shot to, to get a video of you getting it, if they'd be kind enough to do that. We'll put it on our YouTube and show everybody how benign and, you know, you, you don't even know you're getting an injection. If you have a fear of, uh, a fear of uh, vaccines, you don't even feel it. Believe me, believe me. You know, I'll try to avoid a tetanus shot if I can. Um, <laughs> but I, I hate injections, and, and uh, I was talking to the woman uh, who gave me mine, and, uh, you know, we're talking away, and next thing I know, she's got a Band-Aid out. I'm saying, you know, I'm thinking, why? Aren't you going to inject me first? She said, I already did. Really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and a little bit of a, of a sore arm, and, and uh, you know, Mark Lester was saying the same thing, if Mark, if you're still listening, and, and um, you know, he had, he had you know, maybe a little, you know, really, it's benign, uh, maybe a little sore, sore arm for a little bit, and, and um, you know, I played guitar, flexing that muscle, I, I feel a little bit, uh, oh, I mean, minor, almost nothing, you, you can definitely do with it. Yeah. And some people have uh, somewhat of allergic reactions where they, they get a red mark around the um, injection site and their arm becomes a little more sore and feels like a, a, a dead weight. Can become. My, my daughter, my, my oldest daughter, had that uh, the next day. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. She couldn't lift her arm up all the way, you know, but it lasted a little while, went away, and she's totally okay with it. No, nothing. Even if you get that, believe me, folks, it's no, no big deal. You hang around for 15 minutes to make sure you don't start growing a third arm and that kind of thing. But aside from that, folks, <laughs> look up where you get that vaccine. Do it. Let's let's conquer this thing together. Amanda, we are about to wrap. This has been one exciting, yeah. wonderful show. We want to thank Hi. Mark Lester. Mark, wonderful to, to have met, at least on the show, and we hope to do so in L.A. I'll probably meet Mark Lester before I'll, I meet you, Amanda, if you can. Isn't that something? He comes over it here. Really and, but anyway. Oh, uh, 
Yes. There's a, a lot more we'll, as the uh, week progresses that we'll, we'll touch on the news and what's going on in the world and our environments and what's affecting us. And again, uh, for future shows, we do welcome your calls here in the United States at 515-605-9888 or just go ahead and email us at andyandamandashow at gmail.com. We look forward to taking your calls and uh, having you join this conversation of ours. Um, so, Amanda, um, I guess you want to um, – you've been doing such a great job. Um, signing us out and um, you know it's um, I, I don't really know why maybe that's that a question is. you should ask China maybe maybe but why don't you sign us out and uh, I think we may have lost Amanda okay I'll sign us out on behalf of Amanda Love folks and myself Andy Kimball this is the Andy Amanda Show thanks for joining us thank you Mark Lester we'll see you next time folks stay tuned the Andy and Amanda Show numbers and how many shows we have done have done and where we are now and I'm like oh my goodness 15 we started this show this is the Andy and Amanda program folks we're we're live here in the UK and the USA five o'clock in the UK right Amanda I think that's what time it is that's and right my darling yeah and it's uh, what time is it here oh it's nine o'clock here 9 a.m. here. Oh, wow. It's not better for different. you, Andy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been kind of sitting here twiddling my thumbs for the last few hours waiting. Okay, three hours till showtime. Two Aww. hours and 59 minutes till showtime. No, but um, <laughs> I was looking at all these numbers and, and all the, you know, the show started with the 15-minute little briefing of, of the news as it would appear from you know, the black and white perspective, you know, on April yeah. 16th of 2020. As the was it the Andy Cook was it Ebony and Ivory show? It's called the Ebony and Ivory show, right, right, right. And how we have advanced, and then you came in as a caller, and then Cornell came in as a caller, and it was just, and the chemistry was amazing, and the show took some some changes in direction and format, and bam, it became the Andy and Amanda show, and here we are now, uh, in in what where are we now, Jet? February? February already. February, darling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> Hell, the Super Bowl was yesterday. Oh, my, you know, whoa, yeah, we. Wow. How was that? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I made a, uh, uh, did I ever tell you that I was a master chef? No, you didn't. No. Yeah, yeah. I told myself that anyway. I told my dog <laughs> that, but then he died. Uh, but, uh-huh. you know, um, uh, no, yeah, but I made some homemade uh, chili mishigash. Oh, really? I don't know if you want to call it chili, but it was kind of like homemade chili. 
But wow. I slow cooked it for hours, you know, mm, melted yeah. cheese on top, and I made a I made a cornbread. Mhm, mhm. Ooh, fancy! Mm -hmm. I like it. I spent the more. next I spent the next three hours in the toilet. I missed the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always tell myself I'm a master chef until something goes wrong and then the air is blue, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, ah, it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can relate, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's actually came out, I've got tons of leftovers, you're welcome to some. It came out great. And, and, Ooh, uh, thank to, you. You're I'm certainly welcome. you're cooking, darling. But, yeah, I'm, I'm quite the cook. I, I, make a, um, I make an amazing chicken parmesan. Ooh. And and I make a special uh, apricot, a barbecued apricot chicken with an apricot Ooh, glaze on the nice. chicken, barbecue on the barbecue roll with a side of baked beans and applesauce. Mm -hmm. and a salad. Yep. Wow. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and the chicken parmesan is a, is a specialty of mine. It was um, maybe it still is. The only thing I could cook really. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when I used to, you know. Back in the day, when I, when I would have a, a date, I would always make, you know, come over. I said, come on over, I'll make you dinner. And I'd always make chicken parmesan and melt the cheese all over the top, you know. Oh, and all that, you know? Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. not like water in there, Andy. <laughs> well, now you got to come over. See, see, see. Now you got to come over and try my cooking. See, see? Come on, see just, just for you. Just for you. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so we are on, we are on, this is the uh, Andy and Amanda show. Andy Kimball yeah. here in in Hollywood, as Amanda says, and Hollywood, um, yeah. Hollywood. and um, Amanda Love, just outside, uh, not too far outside of uh, of London, right? I think I got yeah. it right this time. Yeah, and um, two hours away. Yeah, cool. Do you get to London much, by the way? Do you ever? Do you ever? Or, or is it kind of like a haul for you to do that? Uh, I don't get there as much as I'd like to. Um, I've travelled there for like training and all sorts with uh, you know work stuff before and. Uh, been there a couple of times for leisure purposes, but I don't get there as often as I'd like to. It's such a beautiful place. Um, I love so it. many gorgeous parts. Yeah, I um, I love it, and I've only been there the once. I have a um, I was supposed to go again. I think I remember telling you. As as for those of you who don't know, uh, both Amanda and I are uh, musicians. That's our that's our real gigs. I, I'm a folk and blues guitar singer songwriter performer and Amanda composes music and writes songs. Um, and I was supposed to go to uh, London last spring, it was last spring, yeah. Yeah, last June, somewhere, yeah. um, do some shows and also make a record at, at the famous Abbey Road Studios in London, yeah. which was a great invitation. I still, if nothing else, I'll keep, I'll put their letterhead on my wall with the invite to come over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I had, I, I had reservations and everything. I had airline ticket and the whole nine yards, and uh, and I called. The airline to cancel because of COVID. And uh, at that time, uh, England was not England. UK, UK. It's still called England. I don't know. It's still called England. Pretty the UK, much. <laughs> yeah. The UK was uh, was not on the on the hot list of countries you couldn't travel to, so they wouldn't give me a refund, and they gave me a credit for my ticket. And so I called. I just remember I made a call and maybe get that ticket money refunded. That's pretty cheap yeah. too. Um, and it's still on there as a credit. So I'm hoping over the next few months, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of doubtful. This is just wishful thinking. Um, maybe by June this year, because um, I already bought the ticket. It's, it's like, you know, in my head, it's like free. It's like a free ride to London and back. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and make a reservation and, and come over and visit and, and come to London. And, wow. uh, and then we amazing. can hang out. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And just be able it to hang out. Amazing. 
Yeah, maybe we do a show together from there. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be so cool, Andy, definitely. So I think, I think we can actually, via Block Talk Radio, um, I think we can actually do a show from our cell phones. It might not be great. It might be good enough. Wow. It, 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 it would work. So you and I can actually get on our cell phones, uh, yeah. on our smartphones, smartphones, create the show, and then, uh, you know, call in. As, you know, or, or, or we don't have to call in. We get on the Internet and, and log in and do the show together. Um, wow. <laughs> and we can, um, we can, you know, let them hear us. Well, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. You bet it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the word is hear us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some ideas, see. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. here? I can tell. Yeah. Like, your voice. <laughs> 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 Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be yeah. so cool to like to meet you and and have you over here because you know it's such a, a great place, London, and, and yeah, it'd be amazing to finally meet my co-host. And, it would, it would uh, be great. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I would really, oh, I would really enjoy that. So I have to see when that. Um, you know, to call American Airlines and see when I can use that or if I can book a, maybe I book a trip in June now, I can always postpone or cancel it again. Maybe that's the mm. thing to do. Yeah, that's, that's probably a way around it, Andy. Yeah, give it a go. You never know. And then I've got some other credits. I don't even know where. I had a whole tour booked last uh, spring and summer that got canceled and uh, had some other flight. Southwest refunds. So I got refunds from Southwest yeah. Airlines. Oh, but I have good. a bunch of yeah, I've got a bunch. I've got, I think, one or two other American Airlines trips paid for on credit. I have. I don't know what. Were there two? Yeah. Or how how much? I got to look into that. Andy, come on, get on the ball here. Get on the ball. <laughs> get on the ball yeah. here. Find out, my darling. Find out so you don't lose out on anything. Cause um, yeah. It's it's. Uh, and believe me, American Airlines does not need the money. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, get on it. Get on it, my dog. Get on it. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a good weekend? Yeah. We can. I agree. I think we can, too. I think we can. You absolutely. If you play golf, if you play tennis or whatever you do, you have to make time for sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's about all I do is hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. My poor yeah. host. Oh, you know, you know, I'll tell you. No respect, yeah. right, darling? No, re- no, it ain't easy being me. Yeah. <laughs> Not at oh, all. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I got you back. <laughs> oh, thank you, Amanda. I know. I know. And, and, and if, you know, we, we, yeah, we've never met, folks. Amanda and I have, have, have never met. And, uh, it would be really great to meet in London and then do a show live. You know, we can tune Cornell in from there. Maybe. Yeah, no, I, 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 we try because we'll be, we'll be, what, four or five? In June, I guess it'll be four hours ahead. You can probably do it and get him one. It would be great. He has, yeah. he has other, other real job um, obligations at this hour, and that's why he's not with us. You know, some of you who yeah. follow the show regularly know, know our, our show coordinator, Cornell Butler. Yeah. Who is not with us because... He actually uh, he actually does something for a paycheck, unlike Andy uh, and Amanda here. 
no life, you know. <laughs> we, we have no life whatsoever. It, it, it needs to be in us, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. it. I say yeah. that to myself in the mirror every day. <laughs> I think what you just said is very important. Yeah. I think what you just said is very important. Very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone agrees with us, Andy. But uh, yeah, but it'll be we got to we'll, we'll look into that. You know, it wouldn't be till yeah. June, but it would be uh, it would be great to be able to do it. Oh, absolutely. If, yeah. if it's safe, and we'll we'll get into we'll dive into the uh, um, the COVID numbers later on in the show and see where the I haven't really paid attention this weekend too much. Of you, I haven't really followed it this weekend too much. No, I got to say I haven't either. Um, it's kind of been like a time out for me to. Uh, detached from it all because it you know it's kind of built up over time where you have to report it and um you know and you're hearing it everywhere your family and friends are talking about it so it's constantly there in your face and I, this weekend i was like you know no yeah time out yeah. time out I, I i'm right with you i, I was i was the same the same yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, so you good. enjoyed the super bowl yeah yeah super bowl's good it, it was the game itself was somewhat of a disappointment. You know, the, it was uh, supposedly going to be a, a, a quarterback draw, young versus old, with 20 years separating the 25-year-old, the uh, I guess he is, the 25-year-old uh, um, quarterback from the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. Mahomes, and the yeah. 43-year-old quarterback from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Tom... Tom um, Brady, Tom Brady, of course. He, yeah. Who's the greatest quarterback of all time? He and so the uh, Tampa Bay just absolutely dominated the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs on both sides of the ball throughout the entire yeah. game. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs just did not come to play football yesterday. Um, very, very disappointed. Uh, the reason why I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan is because their coach Andy Reid was the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles football team for 14 years. I am from Philadelphia. And, and to this day, although because I've been in California for several years now, it's starting yeah. to wane somewhat, but I lived and breathed the Philadelphia Eagles football team all football season. I mean, that was, that was you know, they were like never yeah. – you know, it, it, and if the Eagles in Philadelphia – I don't know folks around the world who are listening to us, but i got to tell you something. The Philadelphia sports fan – is unlike no other. Um, not unlike no other. Like no other. <laughs> like no other. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah it's a little early in the morning for me. But um, it, it, they, they, I mean, the entire pulse of the city of Philadelphia is dictated by whether the Eagles win or lose on that preceding Sunday of that work okay. week. I mean, yeah. it is just, it is unreal. It is unreal. Uh, wow. it, it makes the city a lot of fun for the for the major sports events, you know. Um, yeah. You know, of course, baseball here, baseball goes on 100, you know, non-COVID, of course, goes on 160 games. So that, you know, kind of goes on for a while. But football is, uh, is you know, with the 16-game schedule just every, every week for, for the 18 weeks, uh, yeah. including the, the playoffs and so forth, the uh, – um, the city is just all, all, all eagle green. I mean, it's just unreal. It's exciting. It's great to wow. be in. Wow, that's amazing. So that, that's why I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan because the Eagles' head coach was, was now, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs coach, and Kansas City did win the Super Bowl last year. But yeah. they got crushed. They got crushed yesterday. They, they got crushed. No. 
Yeah, it, it can't. You know, so it was. Uh, it but it, and, you know, the, you know what the great part of the game was, and I was all for Kansas City. It was just obvious they were not going to come back. You know, uh, they were behind. Yeah. They were just not going to come back. You just knew it. But what was, what the focus became for me, was watching the magnificence of Tom Brady in, in a Tampa Bay team. You know, he was with wow. New, New England Patriots, ten Super okay. Bowls, seven seven wins, five MVPs. Um, He's just incredible. And so he came from the New England Patriots. Of course, he won um, six Super Bowls there. Um, and the tight end, his receiver, a big guy, they call yeah. him Gronk, uh, uh, Gronkowski, uh, he was retired. So Gronkowski retired from the New England Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady left the New England Patriots. Hmm. And so after, after Tom Brady picks, is picked up by Tampa... Gronk comes out of retirement just to join him there. And wow. Gronk was already, you know, last year he was hosting a party on the beach for the Super Bowl. He was on the field uh, being honored, I uh, forget why, uh, you're, you know, on the field and it was a suit and tie. And yeah. suddenly, bad, he's back on this, it, it teamed up again with Tom Brady, you know, the old, the old reunion. Um, wow. And, uh, and it, it, I got to tell you, you know, I was rooting for the Chiefs, but to watch those two in action and watch Tom Brady was a real treat. It just, no. You can't deny this, this spectacle of this incredible talent. The guy is just yeah. incredible. Whether you root for him or not, he's amazing. Yeah. He, he's the greatest no. quarterback of all time. I, better than Joe Montana of the, of the 49ers. <laughs> I think uh, better than uh, Muhammad Ali. Well, Muhammad Ali, he was a quarterback. What was he? He was a boxer. Boxer, uh, yeah. Well, shows I mean, you how much sports I am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hugely into sports either, yeah. i got to admit, you know. Um, the most I followed was um, what you guys uh, refer to as soccer. So, of course, it's just called football over here. And um, so, yeah, you know the story, Andy. I, you know, my father kind of raised me around football. He was a huge football mm -hmm. fan. And um, so I ended up, you know, following the same team and which are an amazing team. They've done really well for themselves. And, uh, that's about as far as I go, and I've from you know this distance. I've admired basketball in the U.S. and especially baseball. Um, we used to play at school uh, a variant of that. You know, we, we called it rounders, and you had like the four bases, and you had a wooden stick. You had to hit this ball and then run around the four bases to get home. And so it was pretty much the same as baseball without a lot of the rules and stuff. But uh, always good fun. So I've always had a, a soft spot in my heart for that one, darling. <laughs> You, did you play much sports growing up? Did you did you play um, football or, or? Well, yeah, actually, because my dad was into it. You know, I was kind yeah, of like yeah. one of the. I was one of the boys. Sometimes I'd be hanging out with the park with all my friends, and the boys would be playing football. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't care if I'm a girl. I'm gonna get stuck in. Oh. <laughs> so I did. Uh, I I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. That's really funny. I tell you a funny story. My daughter, my oldest daughter. Um, is quite the athlete, and growing up, even at, just out of being a toddler, just took to baseball and to football, really, um, yeah. and soccer. Um, and she was really good, uh, even even as a little, as a seven, eight year old. Just you saw this talent. As as a two or I think three year old, she won a swimming uh, competition on the backstroke. Wow. And always, yeah, she was in a swim team and, and just always did really well. So here's the funny thing, and I'm, you know, so I got two daughters, and and uh, and I love. I love uh, I love girls. I always wanted daughters. I really did. I don't Aww. know what it is. I just I don't know what I would have done if I had a son. It would have been great. Believe me, it would have been, if I had a son, it would have been terrific. Yeah. But I really, 
always wanted daughters. I really, really did. Always, my whole life. You know, every, yeah. Really just the, the always, always admired the, the perspective and the look of the world that comes through a, a woman's and a girl's eyes and how they, oh. how they are. Uh, yeah. um, you wonder if, if girls are the leaders of the world, if there ever be wars, you know? Well, you know? yeah, that question gets raised so often, Andy, but I think, personally speaking, I think, yeah, because even girls have egos, you know, and we, yeah. we all have our ideas of stuff, and we can be just as harsh, and um, I think the whole separation between the, the male and female thing... I, there's things of well, what would you, us, but, you know. what, what would you fight over? Things like hair dryers, makeup, uh, recipes? Here's what happened. So um, my youngest, um, my oldest rather, excuse me, my oldest, was, uh, uh, you know, I had to go out and play football. And we'd and, and we throw the football around. She could throw a football. I mean, as a youngster, she could put a spit on that ball. We used to, I used to run patterns and have her, you know, I'll go out seven steps and cut to the left or the right and stuff. And, man, I look over that sho- my shoulder, and there's the football perfectly spinning, sitting right there. I reach up in the air and grab it. I'm really, really good. So, um, and wow. she used to always wear... Uh, the boys' clothes, and I, used to, I bought her a, a Philadelphia Eagles uniform that she used to run down around it. It was so cute. So, and she always, every time we went clothes shopping, she'd always go to the boys' department and buy, buy boys' clothes. You know, always. Every, she never, ever went to the girls' department. So uh, one time I, I told her, look, let's go get you some clothes. That's fun to do. But here's, here's the condition. I want you to go mm-hmm. to the girls' department and buy one item. Just well, I don't care what it is. It could be anything you want. One item. And then we'll go to the boys' department and get whatever else you want there. Okay, deal. Okay, deal. deal. Okay, <laughs> we're in the store, okay. walking around, blah blah blah. And she picks up something off the, uh, off the uh, girls' rack, and she says, "Dad, how's how's this?" I said, oh, "It's really great. What do you get?" Yeah, okay. Years. So then we go complete the shopping trip. Right. Years later, I mean, I don't know, seven, eight years later, she tells me, "Hey, Dad, do you remember that time?" When you took me shopping and you said to, I was going to buy one thing in the in the girls' department, I said, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I remember that. She said, well, I had taken something from the boys' department and moved it over. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I like your oh, thinking. God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, something. What was it? Or can you remember? I or don't remember. I think it was a. I think it was a shirt of some sort. It was a shirt of some sort. Yeah. Sort. And, um, I don't know. It was on the girl's hanger. You know, she picks. There's a whole bunch of you know yeah. on the girl's rack, and yeah. she picks it up and takes it off the rack and say, "Dad, how's this?" I'm like, I don't, you know, whatever, sure. <laughs> in the girls, we're in the girls' department. That's 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 girls' clothes. Yes, yes. Get get it. You know, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and I mean, not that, you know, not that it was. I mean, she also, you know, went to football camp and all this stuff. She was an athlete. I mean, just I mean, to this day, she's an, an amazing athlete. But um, oh. and she used to, she was a closing pitcher in little league. I mean, really, you know, pretty pretty That's fun. Amazing. Yeah, it, it, well, it really is. I mean, to me, I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, jeez. She used to, you know, she used yeah. to tell me because she's a, a really great, you know, a good baseball player. You know, great hitter, great fielder, and she used yeah. to say. 
why is it that women can't continue on to play professional baseball? What, what, what is – and I, you know, I said I don't know if there's any actual rule or law that would prevent a, um, a, a female from participating or trying out for a baseball team. I yes. just think physiologically compared to the musculoskeletal structure of a male, mm-hmm. I don't think they would match up. I don't think they would match up to the to what is available in terms of the of the potential strength of a team, and okay. and what, I said if you want to do it, if you why don't you be the first one, you know if you want to do it, then let's go for it. I'm there. I got you know I'm right with you. Let you know every step of the way. You, whatever you want to do to perfect baseball game, to, to challenge whatever might be out there to yeah. make a difference, you know, yeah. uh, and to make a stand for for women. I'm all about that, you know. You know, I I had a well, girlfriend a while back who was into the. Uh, NRA, not the NRA. Is that the National Rifle Association? Yeah, wrong, wrong, wrong organization. I'm sorry. The, the <laughs> she was really into the NRA. You know, no, not the what's it called? Not the NRA. Now, National Organization of Women. Right. And um, and I'm all about that organization. You know, anything's got women in it. No, excuse me. I'm all about. I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, you're painting yourself a beautiful picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she, she <laughs> I'm doing too good, am I? I'm trying to yeah, have a have an interesting conversation here. I'm just kind of digging a hole for myself. Anyway, um, <laughs> but the uh, what, what yeah, nationally, yeah. So she's really into into it. She's a member and very active in feminist causes and so forth. And and as am I, you know, and, and I'm I'm all for that. And and uh, I I asked her. I said, how come? You know, I would like to be someday. I want to be the head of the National Organization for Women. How come a guy can't be head of that organization? Why would that? Why why? Like, you know, if a guy is really, you know, you're championing women's rights and women's causes and and, and equal pay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, your family leave and and so forth. Um, um, you know, uh, more, you know, uh, less reliance on boxed cake mixes and more reliance on homemade cake mixes. Um, <laughs> and, and, champion you know the the reduction in in having you know empty kitchens and and the, the, the demand to have you know women there for you when you come home from work after a long day you know what what is wrong with with those values and those you know yeah, yeah. no but but no act no and actually but but you know, um but what um you know i i think that why why can a guy if he's really pro, like, like I, you know, seriously, I really, really am pro women's rights and so forth. Why can't a guy join the uh, NR, NRA? The I guess they call it now. I call it now. That's it. Not NOW. They call it now. National Organization for Women. Do you have such an organization there in the in the UK? Oh, possibly, darling. Possibly. I'm not aware of that, but uh, mm. 
Yeah, I just imagine we have. We've got all sorts here. Um, I'm sure. Rights and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I just get on board with what you're saying. If a man is, you know, really passionate enough about it and to support women in that way and try to understand their, their values and, and what they're trying to put across, I think, why not, you know? I think if, you know, a man can represent women just as much as uh, a woman can, do you think you've got to be female to put all these things across because only a female can understand? Well, if only a female can understand, then they should be communicating with um, men to say, okay, this is, this is what we understand, this is what we feel, this is what we experience, and then help that man to understand, you know? And if he's mm -hmm. willing to mm -hmm. do that, then yeah, fantastic. Go for it, I say. Yeah, I, I, do, I agree. I really agree with you. I want a, a quick announcement here. I just got notified that we are on uh, the iHeartRadio podcast uh, program Ooh. now. So I want to welcome all our listeners who are following us on, um, on iHeartRadio podcast. Um, Thank you, guys. Many, yeah, among many other uh, podcast uh, distribution channels such as Pandora and Apple and Chrome and Google and, and many others that we're on. But we are also on iHeart, which is... Which is great, and great to be part of of, uh, of their system and, and on their podcast. So we thank the folks Absolutely. over at iHeartRadio for yeah. including us in their in their podcast distribution program. We we do appreciate it. Um, Very humble. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, it is. And let's and and again, folks, uh, for those of you in the UK, if you have Skype, you can call our show. It's uh, country code USA is one. And using Skype, uh, 515-605-9888. Of course, you can dial that number anywhere in the world and get on and join the conversation. Let us know your thoughts and, uh, and ideas and, and so forth and um, you know, share your opinions. And you can also email uh, Andy and Amanda Show, not the, just Andy and Amanda Show at gmail.com. And uh, just drop me a note that you want to get on the show with your email address, and I will send you an email invite and have you join the show on the Internet. Just make sure you have a, a headset or microphone and, and speakers and so forth. But uh, you can join us uh, that way as well. And what yeah. we're doing, of those, because we are not normally not on at this time, and uh, what we're doing, we, we have a, a nice chunk uh, of listenership, and we are grateful for it in the U.K., and thanks, Amanda, for that as well. Um, oh, bless you. Thank and, you. And what we wanted to do, we did a show a week ago uh, with uh, a special guest, Mark Lester, from the Oliver film fame, and he'll be back on the show, too, next month. Um, and what, um, what we decided, because we saw a great big spike in numbers by having a, our show presented in the U.K. at a convenient time for listeners there, as opposed to our normal scheduled time, which is, I think, 1 o'clock in the morning or something like that when we go on in the U.K., right? Yeah, so that's right. So what we decided to do is to bring this, at least this Monday show, we might do some more as well during the week, but at least this Monday show at a convenient time for our U.K. listeners, because we know you're there, we know you're tuning in, and, uh, and hopefully enjoying... Um, more than we are, what we do here. Um, <laughs> so, 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 uh, but that's why we are here. And for those of you who are listening live on Block Talk Radio, uh, who normally might you know, scan the live channels at this time and saying, hmm, what's Andy and Amanda's show? Well, it's, uh, it's Amanda Love in the UK, Andy Kimball here in the United States. And uh, we talk news, information, we talk 
Well, actually, we talk whatever's on our mind, and um, yes, pretty much. <laughs> and we dive we dive into the sources and the data and the and the you know where news is generated from. We don't just read um, you know we scan news articles obviously and see what the headlines are, and then we kind of go more into depth about them and and. and Dig into what the truth is, as, as so we don't. We're not a show that just depends on a media outlet to present what we present, like so many others are. Um, but anyway, we've been fairly successful doing what we're doing. I, I think, considering how we're doing it, um, just kind of on our own and grassroots, with no real network or media support whatsoever. Just us doing it because we want to make a difference. That's our commitment to get out there and be a voice for things that matter. Um, and speaking of for things that matter. Um, and speaking of our, our UK audience, I'm sure Amanda has some of the news headlines that are affecting the lives of the folks in the UK now, and uh, BBC and otherwise. But what are the, what's going on there now? What's, uh, okay, what's happening so, in the news? AstraZeneca uh, in the news um, regarding its protection against variants, uh, especially the South African variant, which from testing, they have found 147 cases of the variant so far in the UK. Um, so they found in a, a new study that in trials around 2,000 people around the age of 31 seem to have minimal protection against um, mild uh, strain of the, the, the South African uh, variant, basically. So the South Africa is putting AstraZeneca vaccine on hold for the time being until they have more results from that study, because obviously if it's, it's having a minimal effect, then they're going to hold off and... and, and no point really giving out the vaccine if it's not going to do much. So um, Professor Gilbert from the Oxford University told the Andrew Marr show that current vaccines have a reduction in efficiency against some of the variant viruses. What that is looking like is that we may not be reducing the total number of cases, but there's still protection in that case against deaths, hospital oh, I can't even speak today, Andy, hospitalizations and severe disease. That's really important for healthcare systems, even if we are having mild and um, infections um, to prevent people going into hospital with COVID uh, would have a major effect. I'm really struggling with this today. <laughs> Just you and me both. See, at the time of day, oh, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. See, now you know how I feel. Wow. <laughs> so, the Ed, yeah, right. The health minister, um, Edward Arger, said that the government was anticipating that an annual jab could be required to combat the variants. Um, he also said that every study deserves to be taken seriously, but there was no evidence that the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine was not effective at preventing severe illness from coronavirus, which is the key thing we are seeking to tackle. So um, many people, I think it was about 15 people in the World Health Organization uh, vaccine experts were uh, meeting and um, holding talks on the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine with concerns over its protection against the new variants. And so they've been discussing usage recommendations, including uh, older adults due to its effectiveness in people specifically over the age of 65. So we're going to see where that leads and, and what results come from that. Um, also, there's been talk in the media over the last few days about the UK issuing a vaccine um, passport but the UK government has ruled that out and said that we are not that type of government to make mandatory such things, uh, that being vaccinated is a choice. Um, so the government are currently discussing on how children who have missed a lot of schooling from lockdowns could possibly catch up 
with maybe a summer school program or longer school days and maybe even repeating a school year, uh, which I, I believe is quite a common thing in the U.S., right, Andy? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, the other thing that I noticed today and I thought was important to share was um, in the world of technology, we have news that Iran has been running two surveillance operations by hiding spyware in mm. wallpaper, restaurant and games apps targeting mobile phones and PCs. Oh um, my gosh. Whoa, yeah, we. Individuals in Iran and 12 other countries, including the UK and the US. So this spyware is used to steal call recordings and media files. So one of the two groups known as Domestic Kitten, very cute, is accused of tricking people into downloading malicious software onto mobile phones in various ways, such as repacking an existing version of an authentic video game found on the Google Play Store, um, <clears throat> mimicking an app for a restaurant in Tehran, offering a fake mobile security app, providing a customized app that publishes article from a local news agency, supplying an infected wallpaper app containing pro-Islamic state imagery, uh, masquerading as an Android application store to download further software. And the second group, known as Infi or Infi or Prince of Persia, has been said to spy on home and work PCs in various countries, extracting sensitive data after tricking people into opening malicious email attachments. So that is going on in the cyber world right now, people. So, you know, be aware mm-hmm. of what you're downloading, what you're interacting with. Oh Just be very cautious. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> There's always oh. someone trying something like that. Always. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there those is. things tonight. And so, yeah. Wow. <sighs> Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, where, where are we headed? Where are we headed? Know. You know, um, tomorrow the, um, the tr- I guess you want to call it a trial. Uh, the president was already uh, here. The president uh, Trump, the former president, was uh, already impeached twice, you know, more, more mm. recently for his incitement of the riots in the Capitol building, January 6th. And the, uh, after the impeachment, the, the, uh, the papers are delivered, the, the verdict is delivered of that impeachment which has obviously concluded that he was impeached, uh, goes to the Senate, and the Senate has the equivalent of what you might want to call a trial to convict or not to convict. And if the president was in office and convicted, um, he is removed. If the president is no longer in office uh, and convicted, they lose all the, the perks um, of security, the, the pension, um, it no, it's no longer allowed to hold public office uh, ever. Um, and that's what happens if he's convicted um, um, and by the Senate if he's not in office. The trial starts tomorrow here, oh, okay. and that'll be okay. yeah, and that'll be kind of. And you know, he, he you know Trump. I'm not going to play the audio clips. No need. But what we, um, but he did say, you know, uh, we're going to give the um, um, we're going to march to the Capitol building. Um, but he also said. Uh, he said, he said, I know, uh, let me find the quotes here. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, he said, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Mm-hmm. So he did say that. Okay. He said, we're gonna, uh, but then yeah. he, later on, he said, oh, we're going to march to the Capitol. I'm going to go, I'm going to be with you, which he didn't. He went back and enjoyed it on TV. We all know what happened uh, January huh. 6th, but he was there and he didn't do anything about it. You know, he should have gotten up right away and gone, you know, got, gone on the on the, to the podium and to a, to a TV camera and said, "Whoa, I'm, I'm and business on radio and TV and streaming and said, everybody pull back, you know, do not do, get out of the Capitol. You know, this is exactly. he, could, he, yeah. he could have been more aggressive in stopping this, and he uh, re- reportedly 
um, had a watch party on the TV with uh, members of his family and enjoyed it. And then did make a video two hours later. Then uh, the, it was kind of like a lame, really lame video. I know many of you may have seen it or heard it, um, saying, uh, you know, go home, go home peacefully, go home. But it was just so lackluster. Uh, and yeah. he, we, I love you very much. I love you very much as they're killing police officers, killing them, hurting them, uh, smashing yeah. them in doors, uh, spreading their bowel movements over the walls of the Capitol, urinating in the corners of the Capitol building, uh, uh, going into to Congress people's uh, offices and messing up all their desks and throwing papers all over the floor, uh, carrying the, the podium of Nancy Pelosi across the, the rotunda, uh, the Capitol rotunda. Um, and he's there saying, I love you very much. You're very special people. Go home peacefully. I love you. Oh love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Corazon, I love you very much. Love you very much. Yeah, then he started dancing. He took out his golf clubs. You know? <laughs> Swing with me, people. Swing with me. <laughs> Swing with me. YMCA dance, everybody. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and, he, and then he went on to say, and I'll summarize here that he's going to. Uh, uh, they're going to help the, uh, the weak Republicans because the strong ones don't need our help. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to march in the Capitol because um, you can't uh, you can't win uh, with uh, weakness. You can only win with strength. Hopefully that uh, Mike Pence will be there for us and, and get this thing turned around for us. Uh, of course, Mike Pence did not have the, the ability to do that. The entire occasion of, of, of Congress officially, you know, officiating the ballots from all the states is a ceremony. It's not like a rule. It's not something where they decide whether they accept them or not. It's just it's ceremonial. And the, Pence was powerless to do anything to stop it, you know. Uh, yeah. But he, but but yeah. Trump uh, and allies thought, oh, Pence Pence can say no, I will not accept these ballots. We're not doing this. I want ballots that only say Trump won. That's what Trump yeah. wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah. I can't believe we lived through all this. I can't believe this is that was <sighs> you know. Weird, right? It's That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I, I I was commenting yesterday on Facebook, and I'm, I'm I I comment when I on right wing extremist domestic terrorist thugs. Facebook sites, I comment when they say things that are lies. I can't help myself. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. Well, I tell the truth. And they say, troll, get out of here. Get your troll. I say, I'm not, I'm not a troll. If, if, if being a troll is a stand for honesty, a stand for integrity, a stand for the truth, then I'm a troll. And I'm proud of it. God damn it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I can see you with your little Superman costume on and the American flag. <laughs> and my sunglasses. And my, yeah. American way. <laughs> Yes, yes, my super and a guitar strap over my back, you know. Yes. <laughs> Sunglasses on. God damn it. Yeah. Mankini yeah. <laughs> in a mankini. God, you know, you know, I still do have that mankini. I still have it. It's in the plastic bag it came in. I, I took. I remember I sent you a picture of it. Remember I took it out. I sent you a picture of it. I want. I want. I want, ex- I want explicit instructions as to how you want me to wear this thing. <laughs> You put your leg through one hole and your leg through uh-huh. the other hole. Mm. You got to tell me. You got to tell me live. Why don't you tell me on the phone? You know, I'll put it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> 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 uh, will you start?
started it. You started this whole. I never knew or heard of the mankini. You started it. You did. You did start it. You did. (laughs) (laughs) I never heard of the mankini. You know, you started talking mankinis. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, that really did pique everyone's interest, right? Because I think it's such a funny thing. I've seen them and I think, oh my God, what is that? And when I looked into it, I was like, wow, men really wear them? And, uh, yeah, I just couldn't help myself that night, Andy. I just had to share that. What's more of a funny thing is me in one. I'll take your word for it, Not that I would know yet. Oh, but I looked at it. Okay, okay. I, I, I have not. I, I, I looked at it, and I'm like, eh. You know, I don't know. Eh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got to admit, if I was a guy wearing a mankini, I, I'd probably just try it on for the laugh, and I, I would take one look in the mirror and think, no. Oh, Sorry, I'll, I'll try it on. I will, t- I will, I will, I will, I will, tr- I will, tr- for you, Amanda, only for you, only for you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will not take a picture, but I, but I will put it on and stand in front of the mirror and go, eh. <laughs> <laughs> You're just imagining me, and so you're saying it's so funny. See, she has this visualization of me and a mankini, and then she has the audacity to tell me live, Oh, Andy, it's so, yeah. <laughs> so funny, Andy. That's the story of my life right there, see? <laughs> no respect. You know, none. <laughs> tell you, man. Tell you. you these darling. Brits, these Brits, you know, these Brits, you know. Uh, oh, she's one. Me. <laughs> what about Brits, huh? What about yeah. <laughs> I love the Brits. We, I love wow. the accent. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's very sexy. You know, it's very, very sexy. It is. Uh, uh, do I... Do Americans or pe- people like me will forget me? I'm probably not... wouldn't be included. Do, do, do people in, in America... Do, we, do I sound like I have an accent to you, like you have an accent to me? Yeah, sure. I mean... We watch uh, a lot of um, American movies and TV um, series here, so I guess for people, the American accent is kind of like second, second nature in, in, in the way we hear it. But, you know, for a lot of people who don't, it, it's very prominent. And uh, even though I watch a lot of that stuff, it's still very prominent to me. Um, so, yes, accents mm. are a big thing. I always pick up on the various American accents. I can never replicate them, but I pick up on them. <laughs> mm. I want to try to hear you do that someday. You know, I want to, what, an American yeah. accent? Oh my yeah. goodness, I'd probably fail. And everybody in the U.S. would be laughing at me so much. Like, oh my I God, did you really just say that? <laughs> I could do like, hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Andy and Amanda show. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Good day. Good day. I like because it's like that. Good day. It's like that. It's like Oliver Talent. Yeah, where's Mark Lester? The the uh, hey Mark, if you're listening, what, what how you doing, dude? How's it going, guy? <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's it's like when you Good day. It's like every time you say something, it's like you're asking a question at the end of it. Good day. Like oh, it's not a yes or no. The tone at the end. Good day. Yeah. It raises like this. He goes up. You know, good day. Hello. Good day. Hello. How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm fine, oh thanks. Goodness. How's the wife? She's fine. Chat, chat, cheerio, goodbye. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How a lot of Americans think that the Australians uh, are British and vice versa, or they think the British sound Australian. And there, there is a slight connection between the London kind of accent, depending on where in London you come from, and the Australian accent that can sound very similar. But um, mm-hmm. other than that, we're just, we just kind of laugh at it because I guess it's the same for people in the US when they say, really, we sound like these people? It's like, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, you be, I, I guess you can uh, make the distinction between the South African and... <laughs> Now I'm sorry, like Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, this, oh, this is sweet. Oh my God, you're so sweet, so sweet. Oh, 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 oh. yes, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, um, oh, 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 you're such a little honey. Oh my goodness. Um, the, um, <laughs> but the uh, what they're saying. Oh yeah, make the distinction between the uh, South African uh, accent and the uh, accent of the uh, British people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my well, goodness! Well, you know, well, I'm going to come at you with practicing an American accent, and I'm going to do the next show. I've got to do it after that. But, 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 can you can you tell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the difference between uh, the South African uh, um, and the and the uh, and the uh, uh, how you say our uh, uh, the UK the UK uh, accent is we're, we're, what's the difference? I can't tell. If I hear somebody from South Africa, <laughs> yeah. I assume that they're from London. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. funny actually. That is funny. There's been times mm-hmm. that I've heard um, South Africans and I thought, wait a minute, is that British? No, it's not. It's a really unusual accent, really unusual. But but you can you can tell you can, you can make that yeah. you know right away you know you can hear yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I don't hear any South Africans going going hello how are you wait wait mate okay old chap you Andy hello old chap. <laughs> The variation in British accents over here is crazy. It is, I, it's the same in the US, I guess, how much it varies there, but... Oh, yeah, I'll like, tell you. Mm. It, it, oh, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah, there's like, a, you know, come around here too often, so, you know, I'll tell you, man. Yeah, tell, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> Accents are amazing, aren't they? I always have the, the thing of, oh, how did they start? Where did they come from, you know? And I guess where people migrated from different parts of the world to different countries, um, that's where it all started to um, change. Because as soon as you hear somebody next to you, or you're talking to somebody for a long time, and you're constantly around that accent, you can quite easily mimic it uh, mm-hmm. without even realising. So, you know, I've always thought about that. Where did they come from? Where did they start? And how easy they are to pick up and it's just fascinating absolutely fascinating mm, yeah. shut up and drink your chip yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, there's one right <laughs> <laughs> there's one accent that never really seemed you know we've asked our we've taken a poll we've 
we've asked some of our, our audience members what uh, if when, when they feel that accent is important in life. Like when you when you first hear somebody, is is an accent that you assume you know something about them just by the way they speak and how they yeah. they. And when is that in, important and when is it not? And uh, let's we'll just mm-hmm. take a listen to some of our responses here. On top writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, mm. I must remember that one. <laughs> uh, Any more mm-hmm. comments? <laughs> uh, let me see here. Mm-hmm. Doggy style for sure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> some <okay>. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, we know there's um. Yeah, there's, there's. It's interesting though if if you do make assumption on somebody regarding, I'm sorry, about somebody when you first are introduced to them or meet them by how they speak, what their dialect is. Yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yes. Um, and, and you know what their accent is. I wonder if that's, um, mm. you know, mm. example. If you came up. Yeah, like, you know, you know. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes me wonder, though, the link between these things, because, <clears throat> now, this may sound harsh, like I'm attacking people, and I'm not, I'm not being, you know, uh, mm-hmm. racist or uh, any ism whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like, in uh, various countries, you've got... Um, how do I refer to this by offending anybody? So, okay, in it, like in the U.S., you've got uh, what is classed as the, the redneck community, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I'm politically incorrect there, please, you know, don't, don't take any offense. Um, I'm just, you know, trying to use this as an example of what you hear. So, you know, when you hear them, the way they, they talk with their accent, um, and it's the same here with um, people in certain parts of the country who sound like, uh, and I hate to use this term because I don't like to use it and I don't think of people that way, but, you know, they're, they're perceived as lower class, you know, the people who don't work, people who um, prefer to live off the, the government and um, play on illnesses and all that kind of thing, you know. And they've got a way of, of living and, and being and speaking and their accents. So quite often mm-hmm. they're perceived by other people and quite often judged for, for being less than they are when we know they're mm-hmm. not. And it's the same for the, the redneck community, right? They're not less of a person just because of the way they sound, the way they live, and, you know, so on. So, yeah, I can see how it's so easy to hear somebody and then immediately judge them based on the way they sound, um, thinking we know their lifestyle, who they are, what they think about, what they do, what they feel, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and what they think, yeah. especially uh, you know, thinking about uh, what's going to go on tomorrow in the in the Senate when you uh, when you tune in as a foreigner and you turn to your TV and and see the news and and uh, thousands of people um, screaming "Hang Mike Pence!" Very yeah. your assessment your assessment of these people when they hear these things, as yeah. opposed to as opposed to imagine all the people do 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 <laughs> hang Mike Pence hang Mike Pence yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all we are saying you know hang Mike Pence 
it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, amazing really. you know, how much this like, humanity hasn't changed from back in the day. Like, because yeah. the UK has so much like bloody history, and mm-hmm. the way we used to be very violent. Well, we're still violent uh, creatures, but um, you know, we're, like beheading people and putting their heads on. Um, oh my god! Um, impaling them, you know, and and you know. That kind of um, aggression, and that you used to stand around to watch executions in the streets, and people used to cheer for that. And it's like nothing's really changed. With given the opportunity and the right influence, people can't be changed. Be that way. You're, you're so has. right. Well, I feel it. Which we? We'll answer. We'll. We'll. We'll answer. <laughs> never changed. <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> I'll tell you. For me, is a very good day. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Thank you. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Hey, you know? Um, I'm watching the. Uh, I don't know if you call it a ticker. I guess you call it similar to a ticker. Watching the, as we said earlier in the show, what we try to do, um, and, we, and we are successful almost every show, is uh, report the cases and deaths um, over by, by country, especially USA and, and the UK, because it's a man just in the UK and I'm here in the USA. Um, but in the USA, uh, so far today, uh, 84 people have lost their lives to COVID. And in the UK, 333 people have lost their lives to COVID. And um, yesterday, there was 1,340 deaths in the USA, 373 in the UK. All right. And since yesterday was Sunday, and we we didn't have a show over the weekend, uh, Mm -hmm. Saturday's numbers in the USA deaths is 2,795 and 828 in the UK. So so, so 2,795 people lost their lives. on Saturday due to the coronavirus, all right? And add to that 1,340 lost their lives yesterday in the U.S. and so far 84 people today. Total deaths in the United States as of right now, or actually on the hour, so just 56 minutes ago, uh, the total deaths in the United States was uh, 475,017. Almost a half a million people and it was last February 8th, one year ago today, one year ago today, where Donald Trump admitted to Bob Woodward that, boy, Bob, this is a dangerous one. This is a bad one, Bob. It doesn't discriminate. And, Bob, you know what? It's airborne. It's airborne, Bob. It's real bad. This, this, is, this is worse than the flu, Bob. And, and he knew one year ago today. Before really the first case, although you know we dove into this on Friday's show, probably you know we went way into the origins and the different theories and where this came from and what the various we came up at the end of the whole big discussion with we don't know, but anyway, um, the uh, it was you know we did talk about the fact that the first cases of COVID were you know discovered you know even even prior to you know, January, back in December, and actually the very first cases were, go back as far as 2019, late 18, uh, when they did uh, biopsies and, and, and blood serum samples from lung cancer patients and found the COVID virus. So it goes back quite some ways, but didn't get, 
into society really to any obviously to any degree till about a, a year ago and it was one year ago uh, that Donald Trump was made aware um, uh, of this and did nothing until uh, March 16th um, and even then um, there was never been Till Joe Biden took office, there's never been a national plan, and we have almost a half a million people that, that have died because – we've talked about this plenty of times through the months. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, and you look at the I'm, – I'm sitting here looking at other countries. You know, I'm, I mean, we're – you know, 475,000 people died here. Um, 155,000 people died in, in India. India's got a population of 1 billion 388. We've got a population of 332 million. And, and good on the list of all, all the countries and all below us, USA is a leader. We had no plan. Other countries had a plan. I mean, the numbers are horrible. As we said, you know, if one person dies from, from a, a virus and that's, too, that's preventable, then that's too many. But a half a million people? Yeah. Wow. Hey, yeah. Amanda, we're about yeah. ready to wrap, man. It's been a we fast are. hour, my love. It has. It really has. It's been a fun one for you, my darling. Um, so I will take it away, yes? Yes, you take it away. Uh, and, and, and just to let everybody know, we'll be back normal time Wednesday. And we'll be back at this time again next Monday, right? Something like that. We'll be in touch. All right. Yeah. Take it away, Amanda. <laughs> so from the wonderful Andy Kimball in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and from myself, Amanda Love in the UK. Thank you so much again for joining us for uh, another afternoon show. We look forward to having you back on the show at our normal scheduled time on Wednesday. And take care and keep smiling and uh, be safe. And um, thanks again. We love you. All the best. We'll see everybody. Take care. Have a good afternoon, good evening, whatever time in the world you live in. Be safe. We'll see you now. Absolutely. Bye, everyone.